rolling. <laughs> We're rolling. God damn it. God help us. <laughs> Shit. Hello, people. Off the Edge podcast. This is a very special episode. We're coming to you a night early. It's October 31st. Halloween, as far as you're concerned. It's not for us. <laughs> but also, this is Off the Edge podcast. Season one. Season finale. Episode 20. Episode 20. And do we have a show in store for you? What's going to happen? I have no idea. No one knows. No one. We knows. never do. No, no. But we do have our very good friend, Craig McGee, back on the podcast. Third time. Third, third time. time. Yeah, third I, time's a charm. might be the charm. Thank you for yeah. having me back again. Yeah. He is, uh, he's the season one record holder. Yes. Ah. Yep. Well, and I told you uh, a couple of weeks ago when I saw you last, if I lived closer, I would pester you to be on this thing every week, just because I, I love doing this and I have no outlet for this where I'm at. Well, yeah. you just need to start well, one. Can I borrow all this shit then? Yeah. Hell, you can do it with your phone. Yeah. <laughs> or, okay, you can do it with somebody else's phone. I was going to say, you have a lot of faith in me. <laughs> oh. So yeah, we're happy to do a little uh, season wrap-up, I guess, here. Um, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Now, that said, Matt and I haven't talked about this, but you know, I'm not opposed to doing maybe some bonus kind of things Oh yeah, to kind yeah. of round out the year. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just happy, happy random, Halloween. Random, less... less uh, um, maybe maybe not three hour long. Yeah, well, yeah or, probably not. Uh, Something that my kids can listen to and watch, and not as long lose. as your kids are older and old enough. Because you know we're we're not cleaning up our language for nobody. Well, <laughs> well two of them still live with me, so uh, and yeah, you've talked. So to they've heard it all. They've yeah. heard it all. Yeah. Like Craig, are, have you ever been into like role playing games or anything like that? D and D or anything like that. Oh, that kind of role. yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, actually, I never did when it was popular until until Tom was, Hanks was in a movie. Until Tom it? Hanks was in a movie and John Travolta was in a bubble. No, um, <laughs> about five years ago, um, Rick Felt and I went to I think it was Mound City, where a friend of his, uh, well, a friend of ours, but a friend of his more because he worked with him, uh, lived, and he was big into that and. I actually played my first game of D&D then, and it was a blast. And I was kind of like, yeah. ah. you know, I could have really gotten into this when I was younger. Right. And I kind of wish I had, but then as obsessive and completist and all of that shit as I can be, it's probably a good thing I didn't. Right, yeah. And that was, it was my work schedule didn't let me go back anytime soon, and they kept, you know, mm-hmm. rolling without me a few more weekends, and I was just like, yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah, but I did have a great time. I didn't cool. understand probably 90% of what was going on, but I had a good time. That's all that matters. It, yeah. uh, it, it, is, it is a rabbit hole. It, it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it can be just like any hobby or anything. It's like there's always new books and supplements and things that you, it's like, oh, I want right. to add that to the game. <laughs> and you're always spending money on something. But yeah. And I was pissed that, you know, my potion couldn't kick the Elf Lord's ass. It should have. <laughs> but no. you know how Elf Lords are. Fucking Elf Lords. Uh, I know. Well, the, <laughs> the reason I brought it up and asked is that um, one of the things I've been wanting to do this whole time and, uh, you know, COVID has kind of put the, 
kibosh on it in a way because um, I've got a very good friend who's a fine artist and he's also a graphic artist and he's taught himself how to code and he's created and and he he and I go way back as far as um, being geeks about gaming and he created an app and I want to give him a shout out too for all the people out there maybe listening that are into this kind of thing. He's got an app called the Calamus and it's pretty badass. We've been playing on it all week and uh, it lets you build maps and it's really freaking detailed and, and extensive. And then, so you can build a map. Yeah. Uh, you can have like, then you can invite people to play on the map and you make tokens that you can move around on the map. Okay. So it's like a virtual tabletop. And then it's got a chat function where if, if you're, you know, if, if you want to get really crazy, you could like, skype or whatever while you're playing and looking at you know okay like so you can play remotely is what i'm saying nice so um it's just a really cool thing it's called the calamus it's available on ios the app store um you can also roll your dice it's got a dice rolling function in it um so it's basically everything that you want out of a D and D kind of thing. That's kick-ass. congratulations to him yeah i mean he's done a great job on it. his name is Corey hine He's a fantastic artist and cr- just one of the most creative people I know. I really want to get him on here, but um, he lives in Kansas City. We haven't been able to make schedules work and the COVID thing and blah, right. blah, blah. But, so that's something I want to do, get him on here. But then also, I would like for us to all play on the oh, Calamus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we could show people how that goes. That's, that's awesome. That's a goal. I'm rambling a little well, bit. Well, we'll have to figure out how to, uh, to stream it, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it'd be really cool to do it live. Um, and honestly, it'd probably be easier to do right. it live. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. And you'll have to ask him because he may have some some insight on how to do it. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm down. I, I am too. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. It, it'd be really fun. Um, I, I, I just kind of, he, he's a guy kind of like, <clears throat> I know I always say that Matt is like really industrious person. He's always got a project. He's always working on something. And my friend Corey is the same way. He's always, you know, he, he's a fabulous writer too. Um, just, uh, you know, always producing something like really cool. So that's nice. your secret. You surround your people or you surround yourself with people that are busy. So you don't have to be. No, no yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. No, I surround myself with people that inspire me to get off my ass and not be so lazy. See, we plan ahead. That way we don't do anything right now. Earl, explain it to me. <laughs> there you go. Well, while we're uh, while we're starting this thing off and, and doing shout outs, I want to uh, uh, do a shout out to uh, Aversion Media and uh, Daryl's sister, um, Kara Chapman. Uh, they did a little they did a little uh, indie film, and uh, anybody that uh, is a horror aficionado doesn't have to be good horror. <laughs> This is, <laughs> 1982 a little a little film came out called uh, basket case and uh i remember it well it's fun it is it is fun it is fun um anyway they uh they turned it into a musical oh my god and and it, it retains all the cheese but because it's a musical it just feels like it makes sense <laughs> so it's more coherent than it really actually was in 82 i it's like i mean it's like watching little shop of horrors right i mean it's completely nonsensical I, yeah i mean the storyline makes sense in all but, right 
but it's the the musical element to it that takes the schlock and makes it okay. Mm. You know, I got that theatrical over the top feel right. on everything. I've and, got uh, to see this. Yeah, yeah. I uh I you can uh let me see. I'm going to try to give you the link. We'll put it in in the show notes as well, but it is theater and that's T R E theater crude. <laughs> that's how I spell it. Yeah. Theater crude. Aren't you fancy. No. <laughs> Very fancy. <laughs> All right, for the last say say it, time, say it yeah. one more time cuz I interrupted. theatercrude.org/basketcase. And uh it's uh it's a uh it's they're got uh, a fringe festival is what they've got got going on right now so it's a bunch of indie films and things like that it it's five dollars for all access to it uh, the movie is a little over an hour long and there uh-huh. is uh-huh. a remix of a new edge over edge song what in the credits nice mm-hmm. yeah a remix of a song when we haven't even finished. <laughs> oh, outstanding. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's your second horror film. It is. It is our second horror film. What was the first one? It's called The Cleaner, and he helped oh, write it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was, forgot. Uh, that's before my my uh, time here. Before your time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before, it was, before uh, your second tenure. Right, tenure, right, yeah, right. It was, it was part of my 45 seconds of fame back in 2007. Won uh, won a bunch of awards, best horror short, and this and that and the other thing, and uh, it was a good time. That's awesome. And we were looking for a powerful piece of music for a particular uh, intimate scene. I won't say sex scene because you know the actresses. When you're not getting paid, you pretty much don't do nudity, I guess. Uh, so it was during an intimate scene, we'll call it. And I was asking around my different musician friends. And I got samples and sent them all to the director, co-writer, Michelle Fatale. And she picked a little thing that at the time was called Nude and Lewd. Yeah. Which was very appropriate. Very appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, which uh, actually was uh, Edge Over Edge song, Kicking It Down. Yep. Which I still request during live shows. So, um for obvious yeah. reasons. Well, I love the song yeah, too, yeah. but it was an early early demo of it. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. What's the name of the film again? The Cleaner. The Cleaner. It uh, actually, if you go to my IMDb page, which I I guess I still have. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. You do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there is a link to watch. It's twenty two minutes, and it's the story of a gal with germ OCDs uh, phobia who has a very, very bad day and just kind of comes to the realization at her breaking point that she's not the dirty one. The others are. She needs to clean the world. Ah. So she gets to take out a little revenge on those that have wronged her. All wrapped up in a nice little 22-minute package. It is. It's fun. You know, like something I didn't know until just recently, this is a tangent, but interesting, I think, uh, Hitler kind of was like a germaphobe and a, and a huge like OCD kind of freak about cleanliness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I think get that. And yeah. it's like, that's what um, yeah. he took that to the nth degree and just decided that anyone that wasn't of the Aryan race was unclean. You know what I mean? It's like, that, yeah, and I didn't really link that to that kind of pathology, but. And yeah. I don't know if that's where Michelle got the idea or not. 
she just hit me one day. We'd already done like a three minute short called Closet Monster. Yeah, just, which was a good one too. <laughs> thank cool. you. Thank you. Yeah, just to kind of see if we could, you know, work together. And then she gave, came to me with this idea and I'm like, cool. And she's like, here's all this research. And she sent me probably 25 or 30 different links to read all these studies. And, um, and the funny thing is, when we were writing it together, I think the first draft was like 50 pages. And so we had to chop it down considerably because we didn't have money to do a feature. So we wanted to do a short and it was easier to get into festivals that way for us, I guess. And after people saw it, started winning awards, they were like, can you do a feature? And we're like, nah. Because, <laughs> well, and once once the final product came out, we were happy with it. Right. Like, this is probably as far as this story wants to go. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, we got our point across and had a good time doing it. So I can't complain. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. We thought about it for a while, but no. Let me ask you this. This and, and you're like that that song kicking it down is really cool. Could you write a symphony? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, can you put horns with that? Yeah. <laughs> we know some guys. I mean, yeah, we know some guys <laughs> that could pull it off. Yeah. Uh we uh or I've I've always and maybe it has to do with festival circuit, maybe it has to do with uh unions out west. I don't know. But you know, you talk about, you know, this this short and you know that was all the money that you had to do. Now, yeah. Granted, this was several years ago, uh, yeah. so equipment wasn't as readily available to to consumers as it is now. No, well, thankfully, she lived out in San Jose at the time, yeah. and she knew people. She had already done a couple of shorts before I came into the picture, before we met. So she knew people who could do this and would do that, and um, it was. Easier. I mean, we both we put our tax returns basically into this movie. Mm -hmm. Didn't get a penny back. Still paid to submit it to festivals, but it was worth it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a great experience for me. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. I met so many when it uh, screened at Silicon, 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 in San Jose that year in October. I met some of the most amazing people that I still keep in contact with today. They're uh, Dave Rita, or I'm sorry, Rita. I always say it wrong. Dave Rita, who goes by Zombie Dave, usually, he and I have co-wrote a couple of feature screenplays together, still unproduced, sadly, uh, but we don't give up. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we love what we do, mm -hmm. but uh, we met because of his feature, Bit Parts, that he starred in and directed, which was an awesome little Frankenstein story uh, in modern day, you know, mad scientist trying to put his daughter back together, mm. and... It was it was a great time to watch Jeff Smith. Stupid teenagers must die. If you've never heard of that, you got to look it up. It's it's like the Breakfast Club in a haunted house. It is set in the eighties. <laughs> it's everything eighties. It is it's beautiful. That's writing that shit down. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice. I mean, that's that's one of the things we're going to go over. I've uh, there's there's been several uh, people on Facebook lately asking about uh, horror movies and you know a lot of the the standard fare keeps mm -hmm. coming out and there's several that that uh, I think are lesser known that I really like are they my in my top ten no not necessarily but I really enjoy them and I don't think they but I also found I also found a list today that had some that I have seen um, but several that I hadn't 
and I'm like, okay, you know, this is this is going to be my homework. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I thought I'd I'd share some of that stuff uh, tonight too. But so this okay. So stupid teenagers must die. Stupid teenagers must die. I love the title. And uh, bit parts. Bit parts. Mm-hmm. That one sounds familiar. Have you talked about it before? Uh, I might have. Or maybe in your. Uh, no, no. I, I was going to say it might be in your IMDb, but no. Yeah. You don't. Well, and 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 it was through. You know, festivals like that, going out there and helping promote the the short and meeting people, that I got to meet a lot of people that they're not in everybody's mind as far as horror goes, but some of them should be. Right. And as far as I know, still active today, and but not on like the Bloomhouse blockbuster remake scale. Right. Which is fine. More like... Uh... Uh, zombies wheelhouse, you know, the, kind of yeah. 70s exploitation and horror flick, yeah, character I mean, actors, guys like Mike Mendez. I know you, you'll recognize that name, mm-hmm. everything from the convent to grave dancers to Lava Lantula. I've not seen that one, <laughs> Lava Lantula, <laughs> big ass spider rolls off the tug, yeah, Lava Lantula, Lava Lantula, starring Steve Gutenberg and Michael Winslow. Of oh my god, Police Academy. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah, he also did a movie with Dolph Lundgren as a demon hunter a few years ago called Don't Kill It. I have seen that come across on Netflix. You need to watch the really? clip and then hit play. All right. It's, it's, it starts out a little bit slow, but a few minutes in, it just it kicks and it never stops. <laughs> and it's, it's got kind of a, what was that Denzel movie? Fallen? Yeah. It's kind of got that feel yeah. to it, you know. That was a good Whoever's one. possessed, you kill them, the demon hops, hops. and it just keeps yeah. going and going, and it's mm-hmm. over-the-top, blood-fest, great time. So that makes sense. Don't kill it, because it's just... Because yeah. it'll, yeah. yeah. Trap it. And right. uh, this uh, couple of friends that, uh, I don't know if they still, I don't know if they're still even making movies, honestly, uh, called the Butcher Brothers, is what they call themselves. Heard of them? They did uh, the Hamiltons... Oh, in yes. 2006. Yes, that's yeah. a messed up movie. That's a messed up. That's movie. That's a messed up movie. That, have you heard of that? No, it no. is. I, mean, I won't let, give anything away because yeah, I want you to watch yeah. it. It's one of the slowest burns, as far as horror goes, with I think one of the biggest payoffs. Right on. And when you get to it at the end, you're like, "How the fuck did I not see that coming?" Because <laughs> it's right there yeah. in your face for half the movie, and still you're just like. You're caught up in these characters and what they're doing, and then all of a sudden at the end with the reveal, you're like, "Come on, son, well, that, that's awesome." <laughs> and see, I've got that one on DVD. I'm gonna have to break it out. You know? Yeah, we, we were talking about that earlier. How everything is is streaming now, and you know, except for these ones, and you think of something like that, and you can't mm-hmm. find it on streaming. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're like that too. When when my daughter and I go downstairs to watch, she's getting big into. Everything 80s, mm. which I can't blame her. You know, it was the greatest decade in the world that I somehow lived through. It really was. Yeah. It she, really was. She will be like, I don't want to go get it. Isn't it on Hulu? <laughs> Isn't it on this? Isn't it on that? I'm like, dude, the couch is right by the Well, you're sitting right there. Why don't you? And I'm like, all right, how about this? And we just keep flipping. But, you know, I, I need to get these guys as a sponsor. But there is an app called Just Watch, okay? <laughs> and literally, what you do is you open up that a- app, you search for what movie you want, and it'll tell you what streaming platform it's on. 
Oh my nice. god! Or if it's on it, yeah. and it'll tell you if it's a free stream, if it's a, a rental, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's been several movies um, <laughs> I that really I've gone need to get that. Oh, it's great! Uh, the whole reason I got the the Tubi app was uh-huh. because of that. Which huh. that's what most of these movies are streaming on. There's an app called Tubi that's free. It's T U B I, and you know, it's kind of like Crackle. Yeah, a, that's free. I think it drops an ad in the middle of it or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Crackle, Crackle. I know I have because I caught up on Greatest American Hero on that one a few months back. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, and it was just funny. I sat there over the course. Believe of, it or not, I'm walking on it. Yeah, over the over the course of our shutdown, you know, back in March and April, I caught up on all three seasons. And then I realized one time I was getting out of my recliner, I looked over and there's the collection right there on my shelf. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just a little bit special. Yeah, well, but you know, you know, I just got to sit there and push a button. I didn't have to get up and switch DVDs. So, speaking of William Cat, <laughs> I think How I know where you're house? going with this. Yes, <laughs> House House was a classic. Oh God, I remember the first time I watched it because, like, the first <coughs> half of it. They, uh, they're they legitimately trying to set up this real horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue comes on, you're no good, you're no good, you're no... <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Because he just killed a monster, you know? And it, yeah. And it just switched the tone it of the whole movie. It switched the tone. But the, it's so good. <laughs> but he's, he, I mean, he's, he's having flashbacks to Vietnam, and you think he's setting up before we everybody knew what P- PTSD was. And he's having these flashbacks, and you think he's going crazy. You can wind up killing somebody in his house, but you yeah. know it just it flipped the switch, and goddamn, yeah. And, and so, like the other day, we were talking about Sword and the Sorcerer. Yes, yeah. And we were talking about the big baddies, Richard Mall from Night Court. Yes, yeah. Well, he's the big baddie in House. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Sword and the Sorcerer, just... starring Lee Horsley of Matt Houston. Yes. So bad. <laughs> so I, I can't tell you how much I loved that movie as a kid. I loved it. I, I saw it. it. I sought it out in the early 2000s from Netflix on DVD, and mm-hmm. I was like, I should not have watched this again. Yeah. I should have yeah. I should have just stuck with my memories. Mm-hmm. Like Crawl. Yeah. Well, Kroll, I still yeah. like Crawl. I can't help it. Liam Neeson's in it. It's just slow. I forgot about that. Yeah. I haven't seen it in decades. I did watch it. It's been a couple of years, but yeah. I did go back and watch that. My first exposure <laughs> to Liam Neeson, I remember... You say Beastmaster? Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first exposure to Liam Neeson that I can actively remember was at Swayze's older brother in uh, Next of Kin. Next of Kin? Oh, yeah. Excalibur. No shit. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Him and Patrick Stewart, both. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. I, the, the supporting, That's another one. The supporting cast in Excalibur was just <laughs> <laughs> fucking badass. Level, yeah. Right? Wow. Uh, and that's one. That's one I love. I love going back and watching. I love that. That's. I think that's the best Camelot movie there is, aside from Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that with Conan a couple of months ago. Oh, that is Schwarzenegger's best movie. It's yeah. one of them. Agreed. Oh, it's it's, it's one of them. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. The outtakes are even better than the movie. <laughs> I have not watched the outtakes. I guess I need to. Huh? There, there's one uh, where he gets. Uh, He's running in chains, trying to climb up on the rocks, running away from the wolves. Right. And they get a little too close, a little too fast. And it's hilarious. His reaction is priceless. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) 
Uh, it's my favorite film soundtrack. <laughs> that movie, Basil Pal- Paladoris. Mm. Uh, I, I love that. I love that soundtrack. I love everything about that movie. Any uh, Brooke put it on one night when I, I'm I'm getting ready to go to bed, and, mm. and you know she works overnight, so oh. she's gonna stay up, and she puts that on, and I'm like. Are you fucking kidding me? She's like, what? I ain't going to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> we got like two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put Conan on, I'm watching it. Uh-huh. If you put The Destroyer on, I'll go to sleep. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a bad movie. Yeah I, yeah. I I watched it in theaters in 84, and I watched it. Bombada, I uh, need you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I bought it on VHS. <laughs> Is that, Will know, the still? Oh, that, or yeah, yeah, uh, it was Will yeah, Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. It was Will Chamberlain. Will. And I bought it on VHS because it came in a two pack, and I watched it again probably in the mid '90s. And I'm like, no, yeah, it does oh, not bad. hold up. I no. bought, I bought. They have, they have a box set now, which it's two movies. It's kind of hard to call it a box set, but you know, I was like, well, might as well, might as well, might as well. You know, it should have been a three pack. Should have came with the Momoa version too. Nah. It was better than Destroyer. It, yeah, it was better than, a, <laughs> than Destroyer. Um, no, they should have packaged it with Red Sonja. Yeah. Because yeah. that was just as yes. bad as Destroyer. Because that was just as bad as Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, love the 80 mo- 80s movies. Yeah, and I also think as as gritty and scary and paranoid and in-your-face as 70s horror was... 80s horror is still my favorite. It was over the top. There was a lot of comedy in in, in some of the better ones, like Night of the Creeps, yep. uh, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. That is actually the movie when I watched it in theaters. I, I shit you not, true story. At the end of it, when it was done, I stood up. And I said, God damn it, I want to be a writer. Oh. And the other like 12 people in the audience were like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> what <laughs> and it was like you can do it no nobody said that or, but i mean the movie was over so well I'll, you know to to play on night of the creeps the whole reason i discovered Tubi because i went to the just watch app and mm-hmm. i was looking up night of the comet ah such a good movie such a good movie it was on for uh it, it was on the app it said it was on Tubi. i got over to Tubi. it wasn't on Tubi. Find out that it had just it was that changeover from mm-hmm. from the beginning of the month, and I was like, oh, no. Nah. And you know, again, I have it on DVD, but I didn't want to get out of bed to go get exactly. It. <laughs> and you know, Kelly Maroney, one of the star of that, the little blonde girl. She well, she still you know does movies, I guess you know when she can every now and then they kind of fly under the radar, like direct to DVD or Netflix or whatever, but. She still does the festival tours. Yeah. Grounded pretty much based on Night of the Comet. Mm-hmm. And that's how they'll promote her, you know, star of Night of the Comet. And she is one of the sweetest people yeah. that you would ever hope to meet. And just loves her fans, loves the fact that that movie, what, 36 years ago, is still getting love today. Yeah. yeah. that I, I honestly don't think I've ever heard of that movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, if it falls back on Tubi, you need to watch it. But it <laughs> or... It, all right. Check Hulu. They're they're usually pretty good this time of, of yeah. year. October they step up their game. They call it Hulu Halloween. Halloween. Mm. Uh, you know, another one of my favorite genre actors is is in Night of the Comet, Jeffrey Lewis. Oh yes, that man did everything. He did from Clint Eastwood's sidekick to some of the best, you know, horror and plays a great asshole. 
Yeah, but he also plays a real good, simple guy. He does. Like, like Salem's Lot. Like Salem's Lot. He was the grave digger in Salem's Lot. You're familiar? Yeah. 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 Uh, he was in uh, The Devil's Rejects. He was a country singer. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. That was with... Uh, uh, the, the the Priscilla Barnes and yeah from the Three's one company the, and, yeah the one yeah the the Chrissy replacement the Chrissy replacement yeah um fun fact Jeffrey Lewis is Juliet Lewis's dad that's true yeah yes and once you know that you can't unsee it no you can't it's like uh, yeah because you look yeah. at her and you're like mm, yeah yeah it's her yeah because the older she gets the more she looks like her dad. <laughs> Do you want it's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> what is that? What on uh, from Dustal Dawn? Dustal Dawn, isn't that what she says? It's like you yeah. want to eat my pussy? Yeah. <laughs> For her, my it's natural born killers. That's my favorite. Oh, and see, I uh, how sexy am I now? <laughs> <laughs> to me, to and to me, from Dustal Dawn is Tarantino's best movie. I I love Tarantino, but. I think he he what just co-wrote that with Robert Rodriguez and and played George Clooney's brother. Right, it's my favorite movie of his. I do love that movie. I don't know if I'm going to call it my favorite, but I do love it. No, my yeah. favorite's always True Romance. That, that that's yeah, that's a good one. I just that movie could not have been made any better. And had Tarantino done it, I, I don't even think it would have made been made better had Tarantino done it after Pulp Fiction. I think it took Tony Scott and and his that really that was kind of his early style because like when he moved forward and he did like uh, Domino and uh, Man on Fire, yeah, he mm-hmm. really branched out ca- there for a while. Well, and his 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 style changed. Mm-hmm. You know, you get these jump cuts with a lot of grit and stuff like that. Man on Fire is just an incredible movie. That's the just about Denzel, anything. right? Yeah, just yeah. about anything with Denzel in it. Though, yeah, right? yeah. It, I even uh, I even enjoyed the Equalizer movies, even though yeah, yeah, it was really not a damn thing like the show I grew up with. <laughs> well, not at all. Not at all. Have you and, seen uh, Spencer Confidential on yeah, Netflix? With I Robert? have. Well, that's based off of the character of Spencer for Hire. Yeah, you know, it, it was nothing like Robert Urich. No, it's nothing like Robert Urich. Marky Marky Mark will. Never be Robert Eric. <laughs> no. I and, I have uh, not seen that. Is it worth watching? It is. It, it is. It, it, his. Uh, but the less the less Robert B. Parker you've read, and the less you remember the old Spencer for Hire show mm-hmm. and its short lived spinoff Hawk, the more you'll enjoy it. Okay. Well, and his his ex girlfriend in that is uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Oh yeah, the comedian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fucking hilarious. No, she's movie. amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, and really who, who was hawking this one? I've seen him in other things. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head now. I've watched it once. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know I've seen. I, I want to say it's the guy that played Luke Cage, but it's not. No, it's not. It wasn't Mike Coulter. It was somebody. Well, yeah, somebody. Yeah. Ah, well. But I, I did enjoy him. When did I become him. Jamie? Last week. Yep. Yeah, or yeah, two two Whatever episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, pull that shit up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jamie, see if you can find that. <laughs> you know, um, some probably yeah, some of it, my favorite uh, show shows from the the eighties were like the Knight Rider, mm-hmm. um, Street Hawk, uh, Airwolf. Like I was, I was all about that shit. Fucking <laughs> Air, Airwolf, Airwolf, man, man. the yeah. greatest. Movie, TV, anything, character name ever. Yes. Stringfellow Hawk. 
I don't know where they pulled that one from. Yeah. There's a lot of good coke, I think. But, <laughs> but Jan Michael Vincent owned it. Yep. That was a wonderful show. Jake and the Fat Man. Riptide. Riptide. Yeah, and I remember course, Riptide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Winston Duke. So, oh, so uh, Black Panther. Mbaku. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like that guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, going going down the '80s train, and uh, some of these movies um, that I've discovered, two of them in particular, uh, are really kind of well. Okay, let's go three. Um, three of them are really good throwbacks to '80s movies, but they're they're modern movies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. See if you guys have seen any of them. House of the Devil. Uh, is that Ty West? Yes. Yeah, I've, yes. I've seen that, that. one. Yeah. is so good. And it's kind of a slow burn. But it, it, I watched it once, and I, I keep kicking myself because every time the name comes up, I'm like, I love that. I want to watch it again, yeah, and I never yeah. do. And it, it, it feels like an 80s movie from the first frame. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, another one I discovered, and I've told you about it. I don't know if you watched it yet. Summer of 84. I finally watched that. That yeah, was a good movie. About a month ago. Yeah. And it was good, yes. It was good. It's it's very rear rear window, uh, Disturbia. Yeah. But it does not end like you would expect it to. Hmm. No, it, it's it's worth looking up. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm way behind on all my horror kind of watch. I tend to not watch movies when I'm alone. Yeah. And uh-huh. just lo- like your wife doesn't <laughs> yeah. really get into horror movies, mine doesn't either. Yeah. I wait uh, for those so, nights when she's at work. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm catching up. <laughs> yeah. I need to find me just some blocks of time to sit down with some stuff. Well, you know what? Yeah. She's, your little girl's two years old. Yeah. It's hard. It, it, right what? Now. No, no. Now's the perfect time. You know, yeah. well, desensitize her from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you I think my wife is going to disagree with you on that. Well, did you, did you meet my just daughter? Look Allie at the at, cool uh, makeup. It's oh, look, cool. this coming from like, I was five. My dad took me to see Jaws in 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's for, like, for, well, first, you know, you're five years old. The first thing you see is a severed arm floating in, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was like, ah, man, I saw and then, all uh, that shit in the theaters. And then I saw it. We went to I, Max, I think I had, I was probably seven or just turned eight, and we watched Aliens. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and that freaked me the fuck out pretty yeah. bad. I, I but keep, I loved it. I, I love forgetting it, you're a lot younger than me because I was thinking, wait a minute, you saw Jaws three? I saw Jaws Jaws in the theaters <laughs> at five. Right, right. <laughs> Shit, God, it feels just like last month. I turned fifty. Oh wait, it was. Oh, um, yeah. um, God, no, happy but, birthday! Yeah, thanks. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but no, if, if I don't remember if you met my daughter at Trauma Fest or not. But yes, yeah, briefly, yeah, yeah. I got her started pretty much since birth. Yeah, and she she loves she loves horror movies. She's picky about them though, and and I don't blame her. There's a lot of them I've suggested that she was just like no, and there's a lot of them I've said, God, oh, Jesus Christ, don't waste your time on that. She's like, oh my God, I watched the worst movie of all time, and she'll tell me I'm like. Do you not remember that thing I told? She's like, "Shut up." <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> but and and my oldest loves he loves it too. My my youngest he's sixteen now. For the longest time, Ghostbusters, Eight Legged Freaks, and Army of Darkness were as close to horror as I could get him without kind of freaking out and and like, nope, nightmares. Yeah. I'm gone. Okay, but those are three solid choices, regardless. So, those yeah. are three solid choices, regardless, and then became trimmers. And yeah. then he yeah. kind of he went off on the uh, 
he got he got into the whole eighties thing with the Back to the Future trilogy and Indiana Jones and all of that, and he stuck with that for the longest time. But then he just became obsessed with Jason Voorhees, mm. and he was like, "Good it was, choice." It wasn't Jason; it was the boobies. It was uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I still don't know if he's watched an actual Friday the Thirteenth movie from start to finish. Uh, it's yeah. been YouTube clips. Yeah, uh, uh, well, and yeah. but I. No, he's well. No, no, I take that back. Any of the DVDs that I have, which I don't have the whole series, I know I suck. I did on VHS, but I don't think I do either. And he has he's watched the ones that I have, especially you know, like hey, Kevin Bacon's in that one. Hey, Crispin Glover's in that one. He's like, oh, (laughs) don't forget about Corey Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman. That's one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. (laughs) Now he's like all over it. I don't know how many years in a row uh, he went as Jason, you know, for Halloween. Yeah, this yeah. this year, you know, at 16, you would think shouldn't be trick-or-treating anymore, but I guess kids like to dress up and just walk around now. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean I did when I was yeah, that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's out ghost-busting tonight while I'm doing this. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was always more of a Freddy guy than a Jason guy. Yeah, I, I think I'd lean more towards... Freddy, but I always liked it. And you know what? So many people just absolutely love Halloween, and I don't have anything against Halloween. It just yeah, it never did anything for me. Really. Uh, honestly, I, th- I think I like Halloween two the best because mm-hmm. um, there's there's a lot of claustrophobia in being in a hospital, trapped at in night a hospital. And, and, yeah. yeah. And how um, cool would it be if Dana Carvey was your ambulance driver? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Friday the 13th, number two. That's my mm-hmm. favorite. Bag over the head, Jason, was the mm-hmm. scariest fucking Jason. Yeah. The hockey mask. Just Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, that, that kind of goes back. I, I don't know if it's the subtle age difference or the fact that my next door neighbor when I was a kid was twisted and awesome. Uh, <laughs> but she... I mean, all right, to clarify, I'd already watched Hitchcock movies, you know, late night because of my mom. She was, uh, she never admitted it, but she was a movie geek too. Yeah. You know, before that term was even popular. And she watched all the Hitchcock movies, loved them, got me on them when they were on TV. And the Plenty Scary movie on Channel 8 out of Tulsa back in the 70s always had like a universal monster movie or, you know, a, a giant bug flick or alien thing from the mm-hmm. from the 50s and 60s. And so I was already kind of well-versed by the time Halloween in 1978 came around. And my next-door neighbor, she was a few years older than me, I mean, taught me how to play basketball, ride a skateboard, ride a bike with no training wheels. I mean, she was like an awesome big sister. And one night, she was like, hey, let's go to the movies. And so took me down there. And there was Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, and Halloween. <laughs> we did not see race for your life charlie brown again and that was the first time i'd seen real r-rated horror in a theater yeah and like i said i was eight years old and i think i sat there like marty Feldman for an hour and a half. i was just just taking it all <laughs> yeah. in had nightmares for days i snuck back up there and saw it four more times and i got hooked and i'm not saying michael is my favorite of the old monsters but halloween was the catalyst I th- yeah, I think the original Halloween has probably one of the best opening scenes ever. Right, and and for me, what ruined well two things ruined the the Rob Zombie versions, but that that reveal. So we're we're in this first person perspective the whole way through, and then they mm-hmm. reveal and pull the mask off the kid, and he's like four fucking years old. You mm-hmm. know, it's like 
that's fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and then you know Rob Zombie made him older and put him in a white trash family and gave him an excuse. That that's exactly it. That that killed it for me. Yeah. I mean, once he le- once he was in the sanitarium to the end of the movie, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. But the but backstory was fucking. You take all trash. the mystery mm-hmm. and and I guess the icon before you even knew what was going on because Carpenter did a great job of giving Donald Pleasance, you know, Doctor Loomis. Just a few lines that pretty much summed it up. This guy is a crazy motherfucker. You fear your life when you're around him. Right. And he just set it all up with his perfect delivery, gloom and doom, a little over the top, but you bought it. Yeah. And then you take all that mystery and, you know, whatever psychologically was going on with him or whatever was possessing him, you never really knew. And you break it all down to... I had an abusive white trash upbringing. Yeah. I killed yeah. little little animals and then strippers. Yeah. And like, God damn it, Rob, you can do better than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's his niche. White trash. I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard this thing today. <laughs> it's like they were, it's, uh, guys were comparing candy corn about how bad candy corn was. It's like nobody eats candy corn. Guys like I eat candy corn. He goes, if you plant candy corn in the ground, then trailers pop up. Because <laughs> that's how the modern day trailer park grew. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go home and try it. Got, but it's 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 the backstory that, that too many of them where I live. It's the, it's the backstory that that kills the mystique. That's that that yeah. was my one single problem with Joker. And I don't have a problem with the backstory. I just, I don't want this to be Batman's arch nemesis. Yeah. You know, I mean, as a, yeah. sta- as a standalone movie of a guy who goes crazy and wants to be called Joker. It's yeah. I felt like, movie. like it was uh, kind of an uh, updated modern ish version of uh, falling down. Very much. Very yeah. much. I have falling down. Yeah. I saw some taxi driver in it. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was a masterpiece of a movie, I think. It was one of the few movies I've ever watched where I'm like, I need a shower. Yeah. Yeah. And my my son, that's, I think, his favorite movie of all time now, my youngest. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to take him to see it when it came out. I did. And I took one of his friends with him. He's actually a year older. And that kid, he was like, well, it was okay, but yeah, I just, yeah, I need some time to process it. And I was like, oh, this was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Calm down there, McPsycho. Yeah, right, right. Okay, well, jumping way back, I had one more movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of 80s-ish. It's called The Void. The Void. You told me about that. I still have not. It's like. It seems like it's something I probably watched way back when. It's it's like a freaky cult movie slash mashed up with The Thing and a whole bunch of H.P. Lovecraft and Clive oh, wow. Barker, and it's just... It's a newer one, right? Awesome, yeah. Okay, I got yeah. it. Netflix? Yeah. Uh, no, it, but it is on Tubi. Okay, Yeah. okay. I got to remember that. was that. one that came on that list. The so. Void, okay. But I've watched it a couple of times now, and, you know, it's got some gore in it, but it's it's not like gore for the sake of gore, you know? Uh, there's there's another movie on that list. It's called Splinter. Have you guys ever seen it? Yes. No, I haven't. That, love it. I that, love that, that is movie. A, that is a gory movie, but it it's justified. And it's, it's not what you think. No. Hmm. It. But it's 
it's messy. Yeah. I'm glad we're recording this because I can go back and be like, all right, this movie and this movie. Yeah. 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 There is an advantage to right. that. I got I got one. Well, and you I know, got one I, that I hasn't will, been mentioned. I, w- I will share this this uh this this list. This guy did a, a YouTube list. Right um, on. And so we'll we'll share the link too. Okay. Um so you guys can check these out. I don't know if this counts. I want your opinion. Nightbreed. Yes, that, that definitely was, counts. Dude, that was number one on the list. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. It's a freaking great movie. I yeah. love that movie. Have you seen the uh, the director's cut? Probably not. I, I haven't mean, seen this since I was a kid. It's like 45 minutes longer. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Whole wow. new kind of like backstory, different direction, yeah. subplots. Yeah. I've only wow. seen that once. Yeah, I think, and, I, th- I think that movie, as far as Clive Barker goes, was pretty mild with the exception yeah. of the crazy guy peeling his fucking scalp at the beginning. That, yeah. Man, that's still, I've like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the fact that Cronenberg... <laughs> actually acted in it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the in so poltergeist, anyway. like the, yeah. as a kid, poltergeist. So one scene that got me is when the guy's peeling his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fucking steak inching across the counter. Yeah. That's, that's, that's such one a of my, good movie. That's one of my favorites, yeah, the original yeah. poltergeist. I watched. I just watched the second one the other day. Mm-hmm. Creepy old man. Oh, yeah. 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 God is in his holy temple. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. Oh. Well, hello, little girl. Yeah, Ooh. one not not eighties nineties or maybe well, even later. Well, for the record, those three were not eighties movies at all. Okay, no, they two, just feel like eighties. Two movies. of them were set in the eighties, or no, one was set in the eighties, and two of them just felt like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't even. Well, I, well, I, I haven't I'm, seen I'm, the void. But yeah, I'm guessing the void was probably set in the 80s because i don't think anybody had any cell phones in it you know no that's that's usually you can figure out real quick oh okay yeah so this is an old movie or it's you know supposed to be old nobody's got a cell phone (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but one that i love and i've seen people post this it's not like uh off the wall or anything but um uh, event horizon yeah i went and saw that old dude i went and saw that in the movies and like it it scared the shit like it made me jump like yeah. uh, several times and then i went back and watched it on my tv i was like this isn't that bad yeah. <laughs> like, it yeah. was just a dip, different atmosphere in the still movie. It, it you like, know what? I, and then yeah like the games dead space and fucking doom and sh- they yeah. all spawned from that movie mm-hmm. yeah well maybe not doom doom was older yeah um, but that that's the best thing that Paul Anderson's ever done. Yeah, you watch that and then like, ah, oh, this guy is going places, and then it's like Resident Evil one through fourteen, and you know, I feel like, I feel like two things ruined him is that he he developed he decided that the people that were going to watch his movies only had like video game attention spans, so he's going to make them really short, and mm-hmm. then I think. I don't know if it was him or the studios or like, we got to get this to PG-13. We got to get this PG-13. You know, um, I think Resident Evil was R. Yeah, um, that's, still, to my knowledge, they were all R. Yeah. But I mean, when you get to like Alien versus Predator yeah. and and stuff like that, um, but yeah, he just, he lost some gas somewhere along the he, way. He did. And, but they're guilty pleasure movies for me. Oh, I love them all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's just... The, the pinnacle After. is Event Horizon. And once, yeah, the pinnacle was Event Horizon, but he may redeem himself. Uh, it was supposed to release in theaters last month, uh, early September, Hunter. Monster Hunter, oh, and, uh, which is basically him and, and his Mila. wife again, Mila, yeah. And same character, but different name, different setting. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Alice 2.0. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 
I'll watch and, it. But oh, yeah, I will, yeah, too. I'll watch, yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch, I'll watch the shit out of it. I've just got like every I one did, of the uh, Resident Evil movies. I'm a huge yeah. Mila fan, so. It's like, uh, the hell was Mila that? Jovovich is definitely the hotter Mila. I don't care what mm. anybody says. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And before he was Hawkeye, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, uh, Hansel and uh, Gretel and Hansel, Witch Hunters. Yes. Yeah, I remember Love the that shit one. out of that movie. Yep, yep, that was a good one. I haven't it's, seen the new one. The, the, the new one is Gretel and Hansel. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that one's supposed to be Rochelle real. Rochelle says it's amazing. It's supposed to be a real period piece. I type. have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the the young gal from um, It, Chapter One. Duh. And I thought she was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I keep, I keep thinking Millie Bobby Brown. But no, that's Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. But um, not horror at all, but she's got the new thing. Is it on Prime or Netflix? The, Netflix. Uh, Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes. Yeah. I've heard, right. that that, I've heard that's, oh, that's pretty good. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. I haven't either. I, I, I want to watch that, though. I'm a sucker I, wa- I want to watch story. it with Brooke, and i got to be able to set aside a block of, what, eight hours, however many episodes there are. No, that's yeah. just a movie. That's not a, oh. not a series. I thought it was a series. No, it's just a movie. Oh, well, cool. Knock yep. that one out. Knock mm-hmm. that one out. Yeah, and like uh, Monsterland, which uh, it... Uh, it was a Hulu original. It, uh, it was in early October. And I watched an episode. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. Just because, uh, you know, I wasn't really getting into it. There were eight episodes, about an hour long each. Michelle, after the third one, she's like, how many of you watched? I'm like, one. She's like, you stopped? I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, I'm three in. I think I'm going to stop. And I, you know, the next day I was walking out to go to work. And um, she was home for lunch. And it was like, Season one, episode six. I'm like, I can't help yourself, can you? She's like, I just keep hoping it'll go somewhere. (laughs) You know, I've run into several of those shows where it's like almost there. Almost there. You're you're hoping it's going to get somewhere. And then sometimes for me, that was the OA season two. Yes. I never finished season two. I finished it, but man. Season one was just so good. It was so good. And it was so weird. And it Did was, it was, it? No. it was so no. weird, dude. It was so good because you're like, where is this going to go? <laughs> Once and they then started just... doing the interpretive dance, oh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But, that but was I couldn't stop badass, watching. Though. I couldn't stop yeah. watching. See, there, that's, there are times. That's, good. that's a good one to watch, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jason okay. Isaacs is in it. Okay. So yeah. I mean, that's it, worth it right there. There are times the interpretive dance will turn you away from something. There are times that a zombie line dance will draw you into something and make you love it even more. I'm talking about Dead and Breakfast. Haven't seen 2000, that. 2004 Dead classic. Dead and Breakfast. Dead and Breakfast. Came out the same year as uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, well, uh-huh. yeah, it had stiff competition. It right? had stiff competition, but that has a little more leg to it. I, <laughs> really? As, far, uh-huh. as much as I love the romantic comedy in the zombie apocalypse of Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> Dead and Breakfast, it, it'll always be a step above for me. Wow. Yeah. Just because um, Oz Perkins is in it. Okay. Uh, Anthony uh, Norman Bates' son. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of familiar faces uh, doing cameos and shit. David Carradine, oh, yeah. um, uh, Diedrich Bader, who you can't go wrong with him, <laughs> any, any kind right. of cameo. And most importantly, an early early role for mr jeffrey dean morgan Mm. plays kind of a bumbling sheriff and yeah as i i wound up seeing that one after i saw the first season of uh, supernatural i came across that um a year late and like wait a minute i know that name that's papa winchester and i watched like 
it's like night and day <laughs> and it, but it's it's hilarious it's bloody as hell yeah and it's worth your time all right and nice. it has an amazing soundtrack by oh i'm gonna butcher this i know zachariah and the something lobo writers or something mm. I, it's <laughs> but uh yeah repossessed is the way to be yeah great song all right <laughs> I like it. We're getting we're getting a list made here. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one that I've seen come up on Netflix a lot, and I don't know this on Netflix. Have you, any of you guys watched Starry Eyes? No, no, I don't know. if I've even heard of that one. Man, I mean, it's it's one of the it's one of those that you know I whatever thumbnail they choose to use, I'm like, eh, that's it, yeah, you know, move on, because mm-hmm. a lot of times they look cheesy. You know, their thumbnails uh, suck. I mean, they they really throw you yeah. off. Uh, so I, I even brought these up, so I, if we didn't know anything about them, I could give you kind of a synopsis of it. A hopeful young starlet uncovers the ominous origins of the Hollywood elite and enters into a deadly agreement in exchange for fame and fortune. Huh. Yeah. I like it. Well, all right. Doesn't say anything about Bohemian Grove, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a crossroads feel without the blues. That's the movie I want to see. Crossroads? Bohemian Grove. Grove. Oh, sick wow. bastard. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to bring this up because I brought up Night of the Creeps earlier. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And, I mean, it has everything. Alien slugs, uh, romance, an axe murderer, uh, witty one-liners by Mr. Tom Atkins, one of the greatest character actors of all time. Yep. And, But as much as I love that one... 20 years later, in 2006, an early James Gunn movie called Slither. Yes. Which he said he had never seen Night of the Creeps, even though they are similar. You're right. I drove like, I forget, like 90 miles one way to see this in 06. Yeah. Just because I love James Gunn. I love Nathan Fillion. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Oh, my God. And Greg Henry, who <laughs> he, he just, he is an entity unto himself. He always plays a loudmouth asshole. Yep, and he does it with such perfection. And I've I met it's him like once. He's not even acting. It's like he's not even acting. I met him once um, a year after that came out in '07, and I talked to him for maybe three or four minutes. Nicest down to earth guy. Yeah, but just the fact that no one says cocksucker the way he does. Right. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the way, you cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Mayor. I was, uh, the first movie I saw with him, I think, was uh, Body Double. Uh, remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I remember that one. That one was a really good one. Craig Wasson. Yeah. And he was really good in Payback with Mel Gibson. Yeah. 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 I never looked at a ball peen hammer the same way after that movie. No. No. Uh, that hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah. We got all kinds of movies. Um, you know, this one, so I, we've talked a couple of times about Mandy, the Nick Cage movie. Yeah, yeah I still haven't seen it. I finally watched it. and um, did, did you make it all the way through? Yeah, I got through, all the way okay. through it. I, I wasn't as impressed as everybody else was. I, I was expecting him to go full batshit crazy. And he does in the car for like 20 seconds. Yeah, but, but not like full on coked yeah, out Nick Cage yeah, like we yeah, loved yeah. in the 90s. Um, but I did like the visual style of this director. And apparently he, his first movie was called Beyond the Black Rainbow. Hmm. 
And if that's not the most metal fucking yeah, yeah. for real, I, I, I've got to watch it. That is know? a Ronnie Dame, James Dio yeah, album yeah. title and, and, right and there. It, uh, uh, it was described to me as a fucking trip. Oh, so hmm. um, it's it's on that list. Yeah. yeah, Mandy is one of those I started and I was started on my lunch break, and then I had to go to work, and I came home and I'm like. Do I want to finish this? Oh, there's a new season of NCIS to catch up. On. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just never finished yeah. it. Did you ever see uh, The Color Out of Space? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Again, it was way overhyped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had some really good elements in it. And I went in with low expectations. Yeah. And I was still let down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted so bad to like it. I did, and I, like I said, low expectations, but I'm still like, everybody I talk to loves this movie. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to like it. I gave it a shot. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. 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 I mean, at least it doesn't fall into that category of one of those movies that I want to like and just don't. So I try and try again because I want to like it. Yeah. This one was like, yeah, okay, moving on. Yeah, I. There are plenty of movies in that I'm gonna watch this again and again and again until I fucking like it. Hello, Friday the Thirteenth remake from 2009. Yeah, I just can't do it. Yeah, do it. and the, the mask I, was better. Yeah, not the not the hockey mask when we had the blood soaked. And, and I love Derek yeah. Mears. Yeah, yeah great yeah. guy, great Jason, and I love Padalecki. Yeah, yeah. but it was just I don't know if it was the studios. It's Wait Michael Bay. Wait a minute, it was Michael Bay. Michael Bay. But Michael Bay didn't direct it. No, he didn't, but he had his finger in it. He had his that finger in it, and sometimes that's all it takes to, <laughs> it's the to same spoil with the, the soup. The, the fucking shit show that was the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre I thought was okay. Thanks to Arlie okay. Ermey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Jessica Biel's tank top, but mostly Arlie Ermey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the beginning. I, I thought that one was good, too. Oh, yes. And, and then there's a third one. Just Leatherface or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or just uh, Texas Chainsaw or something. Yeah. But, and it wasn't horrible. No, uh, but when it all comes down to it with all of those and the Leatherfaces and the, these different titles that they've tried to do, my favorite of the entire bunch is still the 1986 Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Fucking Chop Top. Chop Top. Dog wheel hunt! <laughs> Lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> Like Bill, Bill Mosley is the shit. <laughs> I just couldn't. I could never get into the to that series of movies yeah. at all. Uh, well, you know, uh, two. I guess uh, two. You know, it it's funny. It's like, radically I, different I guess from I just, the first one. I just don't really uh, get into slasher films as much yeah. as I like like yeah. stuff that truly like scares me. I, I like atmosphere. You, you know, know yeah. uh, like some of the shit um that really freaks me out is something like uh what is it like the exorcism of emily rose yeah like that, like that type of shit yeah. like that's the stuff that really like gets in my head a little bit yeah my number one's always going to be the exorcist that movie freaked me out until i was 13 and i forced myself to watch it you catholic nope oh, okay usually it's it's catholic people i talk to that scares the shit out of them no, yeah. I, it, just some about her makeup was just fucking perfect it just freaked me out and, and still and, and 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 like the scene where her head goes 360 yeah. when that happens i still get a little tingle on the back of my neck <laughs> and now with the director's cut and she does this fucking spider walk down the stairs and fucking yeah. vomits blood at the bottom it's great 
Yeah. And and the same goes with uh, part three. Part three is fucking awesome. Part three was genius. Part two was what it, the fuck it happened? It doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, it is Exorcist the Beginning, The Exorcist, and Exorcist Part Three, aka Part Two. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the heretic does not count. I didn't see the original Exorcist because I was four when it came out, I think. Right. I didn't see it. For some reason, all the horror, the drive ins and everything in the 70s. It escaped me until I got to like junior high. Oh, they probably didn't play it. And I rented it. Yeah. And I got to say, I kind of, I'm with Beetlejuice on this one. <laughs> it, it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. I've seen it 67 times and it keeps getting funnier every time. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was like, if I had seen that when I was four, it would have fucked me up. Well, and, and I'm sure it. I would my, loved it. My introduction to The Exorcist was all of those yearly you know top 20 horror movies and so all they ever yeah. show is her going Shh. yeah was, fuck you know and i'm yeah. like this tall and it was like Ugh. oh yeah i i honestly think i may have seen the parody of it with linda blair and leslie nielsen <laughs> repossessed. repossessed i may have seen that first i don't i don't remember i think exactly i did too actually out, yeah. well you know her her makeup was about the same in that it was pretty fucking creepy yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's why it didn't have that effect on me i'm like <laughs> But yeah, Jaws, a PG-13 movie with a very obvious mechanical shark, scared the fuck out of me. You know, and, and we've had this d- d- debate before. Is, you know, what constitutes a horror movie? Because I've never thought Jaws was a horror movie. I mean, if yeah, it, if I guess it, it scares is, you, but yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like Alien. I don't think Alien is a horror movie. Uh, right. No, and Aliens... Yeah, I guess it is. Aliens being a masterpiece, I still look at it as an outer space action movie. Well, Aliens, yes, yeah. but the first Alien... Yeah. It, the first one... There's a horror element yeah, to it, for sure. Yeah, it's the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, like you say, that's, yeah. uh, it's all about the atmosphere. Right. And Ridley... Was it Ridley or Tony? Ridley. Ridley. Scott yeah. did an amazing job building up tension, 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 tension. Yeah. And then when it finally lets loose, it's just like... Whoa! Yeah, my favorite, my favorite thing, and it, I want to see his his thing he's got on HBO right now. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched any uh, of that. Raised by Wolves. Yeah, I haven't started. Uh, I haven't started either. that. Yet. I haven't either. It looks really good. I'm glad you reminded me though. Yeah, I should have yeah. brought something to write on. I'm kind of waiting yeah. until they've all aired, and then I can just watch, binge it. Yeah. Right, right. But then you know, I'll I'll rewatch this, and I think that's right. Thanks, Zach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got one in there. It's like yeah. all right. I got through an episode of Lovecraft Country. But, uh, I'm waiting on it when. Yeah, yeah wait on it. I, th- I think too. it has a lot. I think it has a lot of potential. I think uh, it didn't really. It kind of go, got into the cult aspect towards the end of it. Um, but that first episode was pretty much just like, what is it set in the 40s, 30s, 40s, 40s, 50s, some, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah I want to say it's like the early 50s. Yeah, it's just it's just hardcore racism, and yeah. uh, I mean it portrays it pretty brutally um so i didn't really get into the it, it teased it is towards there a the end. horror element there yeah, oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah there's there's something up with this society that they you better don't. not be calling something lovecraft country right it's not right I, I i think i think the funny thing is the the irony is that it's focused on uh you know a black guy and his father and uh a friend and stuff like that and you know Lovecraft was horribly racist. Oh. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, oh. yeah. Score. Score. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys watch, it's kind of old now or whatever, but uh, The Haunting of Hill House? 
Um, yes. There was only one season so far. Wasn't yeah, there? it's just well, one season. It's gonna be it's it's an, gonna be kind of like uh, kind of like American uh, horror story, horror oh, story. like okay. an anthology. Yeah. Okay. So good. same actors, good. but it's gonna be Bly Manor this time. Oh. So they're doing oh. the Turn of the Screw. Why can't they do Winchester? Come on. They'll get to do it. Do the hopefully. Winchester House for the love of God. <laughs> but but yeah. But I I just I loved the shit out of that yeah. i loved that Flanag- yeah, flanagan I, can do no wrong in my eyes no and i the first couple of episodes drug for me yeah and i was starting to go flanagan did you stumble and then just bam yeah I, and it never let up and make okay, but even then job. it's like it's like the it's the characters it's the char- it's the, it's, it's, the depth of the characters draws you in in the heart but there's a great big heart at the center <laughs> of that story yeah and yeah with but i mean it's like when a spoiler warning people if you haven't watched it fucking watch it yeah you fucking should have by now uh but like you know when you realize that the little girl's looking at herself like it's just like oh yeah yeah just hits you right here and and then when she hung herself after it's just fuck yeah it's just it hurt (laughs) yeah but speaking of mike flanagan also on the list Uh is a movie called absentia oh yeah it's his first and it is really really good It's, it's kind of a trip on my list cool. i yeah. haven't watched it yet is is it's and what's funny is it's kind of based on uh the three three billy goats Gruff. i guess that's how you'd say that yeah yeah are you shitting me no okay. it's based on what three billy goats that Gruff? just moved to the really? top of my list yeah huh. yeah okay in a, in a roundabout way yeah nice it, it's, it it's a good movie i uh I think I found it through the Just Watch app. <laughs> By God, they're getting tagged. They, and, and, yeah. we, need, tagged, we need a sponsorship. Sponsor, yeah. Yeah. We, need, we need a sponsorship for this. <laughs> we watch movies all the fucking yeah. time. So. We'll do reads yeah. for you, man. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll I'll do dynamite drop-ins remotely for that shit. Bring it on. <laughs> I'll uh, even clean up my language for fuck's sake. Uh, since, since he and I have uh, seen Splinter, I just want to read you the synopsis of it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> so. Trapped in an isolated gas station by a voracious splinter parasite that transforms its still-living victims into deadly hosts, a young couple and an escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive this primal terror. Mm-hmm. And still, even with that amazing synopsis, it's not what you think. No. Okay. No. It, 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 it almost lives, sounds it, it like lives the up thing kind of... Yeah. It lives up to that. Kind of. But it's not what you... It... it I don't mm. want to there's, say there, there's flip. no mystery there. You know if somebody's got the parasite. There's yeah. there's yeah. no doubt whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, that was the movie. I, I think when I was uh, reviewing for HorrorNews.net, shameless plug, um, years ago when I first started for them, I got a screener copy of that uh, somewhere around oh six or oh seven. Yeah, and I was just amazed. And I think it's set in. I can't remember if it's like Stillwater. It's like a small town in Oklahoma. Yeah, hmm. I think. But okay. I mean, it's it's at somewhere that's close to home and familiar, and yeah, Look, and it's it's just nice. a gas station. I don't yeah. like yeah, roadside like... gas stations anymore. Not yeah. that I, <laughs> not that I really have since, especially not at night. No. So uh, a while back, not I... since the incident, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gas station sushi. Oh God, <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. I don't like sushi anyway, so I'm safe. But uh, I set a reminder in my phone a while back, and I'm supposed to ask you about you, Fabio, versus <laughs> the vampire. Versus the vampires. All right. So we need to preface it. 
We're not talking about romance cover, Fabio. No. We're talking about our dear late friend, mm-hmm. Justin Gardner, mm-hmm. who, no matter how hard he tried, could not live down the fact that he bore a stunning resemblance to Fabio. Mm-hmm. Think Fabio in The Machinist instead of <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe yeah. not that extreme, but yeah. Or sometime from the, during the mid nineties, at least when it was fully blonde, think one half of uh, the Nelson twins. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. was there too. Yeah. yeah. Standing in front of a mirror and he's got his Halloween costume. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And from that, which, you know, had too many syllables, I guess for me. So I shortened it to brother fab fabs or fabs. <laughs> fabs yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, uh, we met. He and I met in uh, the early '90s in Pittsburgh, and just quickly became one of my best friends, like a brother from different parents. And you know, losing him uh, in May this year was is, is a tragedy. Um, but out of every tragedy uh, comes a little bit of light. And I met his uh, oldest daughter Jade for the first time uh, that day. I'm good, thank you. And. Uh, I wound up giving her, uh, at his funeral, I gave her this Celtic cross ring that he bought me about 15 years ago. And one day she was, she messaged me out of the blue and she says, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at this ring and I really miss him. Like, I need a story because she didn't get to know him that well while he was alive Mm. until she was older and still not that much. So it was through stories from friends of his. Yeah. That she got to, you know, see the kind of person he was. And the thing about this is, I always considered, at least of our little dynamic duo when we were together, Fab was the historian. Because he remembered the shit that we did. I have to struggle. Not that we were always drunk, but it's just, I always relied on him to tell the stories, you know, of of our shit together. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it for a second. And the candle came on, you know, and I messaged her back. I said, did I ever tell you about the time your dad and I uh, took on a gang of vampires? And I mean, just almost instantly, all caps, she texts back, what the fuck? (laughs) I was like, that's probably just how I would have answered it. So as the story goes, it was like around 1997. Uh, We got bored with local bars in the Pittsburgh Joplin area, decided... We were going to take a little time and branch out to Springfield. So one Saturday, we loaded up, headed over to Springfield. And I don't remember exactly where this was in town, but there was, it's kind of like, yeah, like Rangeland and Joplin used to be, like a certain block of downtown Pittsburgh is. There was just bar, 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 restaurant, record shop, bar, you know, and it's like the hot place in town to the strip the strip yeah. kind of yeah and we were walking by this one and we liked the music coming out of it didn't know who it was it was kind of like a cross between Mis- misfits and metallica good metallica old metallica and we walk in and i kind of have this gut feeling i get it a lot i usually listen to it this time i did not i mean the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. I'm like, we do not fucking belong here. Went up to the bar, excuse me, ordered a drink. 
and got, you know, grudging, what the fuck are you doing here looks. And I just chugged my drink. I'm like, yeah, we should probably go, dude. Well, if you didn't know Fab, he was everybody's friend. He did not meet a stranger. He didn't like or understand or anything, you know, conflict. Mm-hmm. For the most part, he was as level-headed as they come. You know, someone would start to, like, step up to him back then, and I would step in the middle and be like, no, 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 it's all right, McGee. You're like, hey, man, this is something we can, like, resolve over a drink? I don't even know you. You know, what's going on? Yeah. And he seemed like he'd always wind up with a new friend. And so this time he's like, ah, man, I don't know. I, I'm kind of digging this place. I'm like, dude, every single motherfucker in here looks like they want to kill us. He's like, all right, fine. So we went to the bathroom in the back of the bar, and we head out the back door into the alley. It wasn't like three seconds. Door swings open. These four guys come rolling out of there. The one in front, all black, you know, long black hair, big greasy looking bastard. Not, it's not a racial thing. It's just like he looked like he was covered in grease or sweat or something. And he's like, you're not ever coming back. That's all he said. He took a swing. You know, Fab was walking behind me, so he was in front. I stepped in front, took the hit. I was like, "Mm." I stood back up and I punched him as hard as I could right in the face. And I did. It was just the most searing pain that I had felt up until that time. And I looked at my hand and there was like blood. And in a split second, I realized it was mine and there was something sticking out of it. Like, oh my Jesus. And I looked up and at just the right time, this big blackie lawless or Jerry only whatever looking bastards, about six, five staring down at me, smiling and licks his lips. And there's a bang here. There's something missing here (laughs) and there's blood here. And he just laughs. I'm like, Oh my Jesus. I just, I, punched him in the throat and I grabbed his head and I popped the side of his face against my knee and we went to take off running and I looked back just a split second and the other three were like carrying him back in all three of them looked at us fangs and hissed at us (laughs) fucking hissed at us we get around back onto the main street we start laughing he pulls a do-rag off of his head I pull this fucking thing out of my knuckle and wrap it up with that. And I don't, I wish I could remember the name of the place, but I I will just say that was our first and to my knowledge only encounter with a fetish bar. That one happened to be goth vampire. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I just, I don't think we ever went back to Springfield. So. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I was, I was, I was almost thirty then. And but any, all that I had seen, you know, going back to Los Angeles and Cal, everywhere in California, visiting family, going to Texas with him for God's sakes, you know. <laughs> but you know, Springfield, Missouri is a place. Springfield, Missouri, and you look back and you see three motherfuckers dragging dragging this big guy back on. <laughs> I. <laughs> It was like a fright night. <laughs> fright night. Yes. Fright night. Yeah. One of the best. One of the best. Like, That's good oh, shit. my Jesus. That is a perfect, completely <laughs> unintentional segue 
into the next movie on my list. Ah, have outstanding. You guys, have you guys seen Teeth? Yes. <laughs> oh, I know what you. I haven't watched it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, let me tell it's you, like it has, v- vagina dentata. dentata. Yeah, it has nothing to do with vampires. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I think still to this day they have my reviews archived on horrornews.net. I reviewed that movie, and you can get my take on it uh, if you check that out. I think. Uh, I think you have the link to that. Probably. That I I pimped out like the first time I was on. Yeah. You brought up vampire teeth and I'm looking at this and I'm like, holy shit. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was not a great movie. It was not a great movie, but it wasn't a bad movie either. Fucking original. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I was. I was very impressed. I guess that's something that really freaked men out. Like, uh, <laughs> like it historically. <laughs> well, yeah. wouldn't it you? <laughs> well, I, that, that what the would, fuck you got teeth. <laughs> that never would have entered my mind until I until I heard about that movie. Like, what guy? Like, man, that's some uh, weird uh, fucking incel shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, now um, like, oh, there's teeth down there. Yeah, imagine dating in the 80s. That was the chance you took. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of funky movies down there, and this is not on the list, I did not like it as much as everybody else did, and I don't know that you guys have seen it or not, but it was buzzed about enough that you might have, and that was It Follows. Didn't, didn't finish it. Right? I've never watched yeah. it, but I, uh, yeah, I, that's another one I've it's, it's recognized one that I tried the title. And, and you know, 10 years ago, yeah. I, well, I see Carrie the Two. I guess I started in 06 and it ran until like 2010 or 2011. So for about five years there, I, I reviewed uh, horror movies for different websites. So... No matter how great, no matter how horrible, I had to finish him. Yeah. Once I stopped reviewing, I give it 20 minutes. If I don't think to myself, this is a slow burn, but it's going somewhere, it's going to pay off. Or, God damn, I can't get enough of this. I can't wait to see how this ends. If that doesn't hit me and I'm like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. I, I'm getting older. I've got better things to do. I'm not going to wait for this to get better. Right. And yeah. that was that was one of them. And so there are some that people have told me, and I can't think of an example right now, of course, but yeah. that people have told me it was really, really good. And I. Oh, uh, uh, the witch. <coughs> I didn't like that one at all. Oh, uh, yeah. You said that. Yeah. yeah. I, on your recommendation, I did not watch that. Yeah. I think it is a brilliant, brilliantly shot period piece and mm-hmm. horribly accurate. I mean, these people had absolutely nothing to do, and it was all on film. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. I, I have heard that. I haven't seen it, but I, yeah. 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 That, um, unrelated, but it, for some reason, it jogged in my memory, uh, Guillermo del Toro films, and uh, is it Mama? Or is it Mother? Yeah, yeah. Or Mama. Mama. Yeah. Mama. I liked that movie a lot. That That wasn't so much scary, but I think it, he uh, he was a producer on that. The director of that oh, okay. is the one that went on to do it, chapter one and two. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I really Machete? love that movie. I th- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that movie was great. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth is also yeah. amazing. Yeah. Again, probably probably not horror, 
but and, and that's my thing. Everybody, you know, everybody touts Guillermo as being this great horror guy, and it's always got this level of cheese to it that I don't oh. ever feel gets scary enough. I mm-hmm. I don't really think of him as cheesy. I just yeah, it's it's amazing visually. It's fantasy. And yeah, yeah it is. It's fantasy. It's, it, it, it is fantasy. Very, very well put together visually. It's kind yeah, of like a yeah. like a psychedelic fantasy yeah. almost, like a like a bad trip fantasy. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, as far as our horror icon, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I think I don't. Right. I, is that because of Blade Two? No, I thought Blade Two was great. I thought it was the best one of the no, series. I mean, I mean that he gets lumped into the horror thing Maybe? because I mean, well, I think. I think it's because of the really uh, out there kind of monstrous, like makeup design stuff. I I think that's why it's Um, monster esque. Like, I mean, he had that. He had that one. uh, I love Guillermo del Toro. I'm not. I'm not like talking shit. I just don't know if it's horror. uh, Afraid of the dark. Yeah. um, Yeah. Which was really just kind of a a riff on uh, Hellboy too. Yeah, <laughs> just reuse the tooth fairies again. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the or the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon porn. Uh, what was the uh, Shape of Water? I haven't watched that one. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, that. That looked more. My like wife a drama. liked it. She liked it a lot better than I did. Yeah. I, I liked just, it. It's probably it's probably not my favorite thing of his, but I, I yeah. liked it. it. It wasn't something that I'm sorry I watched. Yeah, but I it was. It's not also something that I would really add to my collection. I yeah, I, I'm probably not going to like watch that. <laughs> Ten more times in my I, life. I, I yeah. think yeah. Uh, outside of of Blade Two, um, of course, that's you know a continuation of an established character. Right. Um, I think that's my favorite. But aside from that, is it's probably Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. No, one. That, that's a really great movie. And and you know, you saying um, you don't really associate Guillermo with horror, that made me think of somebody else that in this day and age, I don't think a whole lot of people, unless you're like right around my age and remember the eighties and early nineties will will associate Peter Jackson with horror. But that's oh, where no. he started. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> Fucking mean, Dead Alive. Dead Alive, The Frighteners. <laughs> the Frighteners was good. I hate Dead Dead Alive. Dead Alive I is hate it. it. You you gotta watch it again. I mean for if anything <laughs> the, the Fucking New Lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the bloodiest priest, movie in history. The priest was, I think, my favorite part. <laughs> I kick ass for the Lord, and boy, uh, he did too. But speaking of New Zealand movies, <laughs> another movie oh, on the list. Good, <laughs> good transition. Yeah. Good I'm segue. telling you, man, this is shit. This shit writes itself. Uh, there's a movie <laughs> called Housebound. Have you guys either either one of you seen it? It was no. on. It was on Netflix for a while. Um, no, and it's it's a New Zealand. A young woman is forced to return to her childhood home after being placed under house arrest when she suspects that something evil may be lurking. Mm. It, oh. uh, it's really good, but it's really New Zealand. Evil's really good at lurking. So it? so was Black Sheep, and that yeah. was awesome. So <laughs> Australian, New Zealand horror movies are mm-hmm. just fucking <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Quentin, one of his favorites, Rubber. <laughs> I knew there was something special about that boy. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, you know, I I give that movie mad props just for originality. A fucking sentient rubber tire that falls in love with a woman and kills everybody psychically that gets in his way. 
Yeah, that's a fucked up concept. Right? <laughs> and I love that someone actually made that film. Down under. <laughs> Throw some shrimps on the Bobby. <laughs> Make a fucked up movie. That's yeah, funny. I wasn't even going to skip Housebound, but you know what? <laughs> Just walked right yeah, into I, it. Well, we were talking, you know, I mentioned Del Toro and uh, like maybe that's not horror. Another one that I think is very much like appropriate for Halloween and it's a really great movie, but maybe not horror is Dark World. Dark. Oh, oh, the one with Kiefer Sutherland and Rufus Seal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a trip. That's a trippy movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a um, trip. I, I really like that movie. I, I like that it's never really fully explained. Yeah, yeah. It, it leaves a lot to you, your imagination. Yeah, it just kind of leaves you hanging. Like, again, not... Did you miss it, out on that one? Wait, wait, which one? Are you still talking about rubber? No, no. no. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying uh, one that's probably not necessarily horror, but still feels good around Halloween is Dark World. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, horror is what creeps you out, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of a vague thing. It's like, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's like, like I said, Jaws... Not right. to me, but you know, yeah. When you were exposed to it, guess what? That scared the shit out of you. Yeah, so, dude. Yeah. I still like, think that sharks are the scariest thing on this planet. That's oh, real. Yeah. yeah, like they're fucking killing machines and yeah. scary shit. Like they the, still don't scare me as much as fucking storms on the ocean. Storms on the ocean are frightening shit. The thing about the yeah. ocean, that, perfect storm is a horror movie yeah, to me. Exactly. Yeah. And why I won't get on a ship that's not the Queen Mary that's docked. <laughs> It is because of four hundred like tons, or <laughs> yeah, and well, plus deep rising, um, from like ninety eight. Yeah, one of my favorite, probably in my top forty all time favorite horror uh, movies. Is that the one with Treat Will? Treat Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, you know, basically uh, die hard on a cruise ship with a sea monster. That's right. Mm. That's right. And it all falls around the Mariana Trench. You know, that little crevice in the South China Sea that you can supposedly sink the Himalayas into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that... That, that, was, that was a great time, great period for undersea movies. Yeah. That's another yeah, one yeah, along those lines is The Abyss. Again, the, well, probably yeah. not more of a sci-fi maybe than a than a horror, yeah. but still love yeah. that movie. Yeah. To this yeah, you day. had that, you had that, yeah. you had Deep Star Six. Deep Star Six and Leviathan came Leviathan out the same year in the eighties. Peter 80s. Weller. Yeah. 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 And both very good movies in their own right, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Creeped me out. They were yeah. both set underwater. So of course. Yeah. And of then, course Cameron is gonna take the top spot. Right. And then a decade later in the late nineties you had uh, I think Deep Rising and Deep Blue Sea come out at the same around the same time. Yeah. yeah. One with the sea monster, one with genius sharks. That's still I love that movie. Yeah. That's a guilty pleasure. That, it's it's right there with fucking Lake Placid, man. Yeah. <laughs> is Deep Blue Sea is that the one with uh LL Cool J? Yeah. LL Cool yeah. J yeah. and Thomas Jane. I couldn't remember yeah. the name of that movie, but I was thinking about it. I love and that. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. What we're not going to do. <laughs> that uh, Dave Chappelle actually played that role much better years later in his show. <laughs> he ate me. Fucking shark ate me. Uh, it's classics. Did, um, is Cabin in the Woods a Peter Jackson thing? No, that is, uh, strangely enough, a Josh Whedon thing. Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. And, okay, and, and yes. Drew Goddard. Uh, yes. Drew Goddard. Yeah. Drew Goddard. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, which I, I love. I don't know why I got that mixed that up. That is the most subversive horror movie on the planet. Yeah. It's well, I, I knew nothing about it going Neither in. Neither did I. And I, I, it was a I great surprise. two years for that goddamn movie. I waited. Right, right. And then it, it never played in a theater near me. <laughs> and I was so pissed. Uh, but don't you I, feel lied to when that happens? I do. It and did not I, come to a theater near me, goddamn uh, it. And I think the only reason it wound up getting released is one of the studios went bankrupt or, you know, the usual story. But I, one of the reasons it wound up getting pulled off the shelf and getting and got released was because Chris Hemsworth was all of a sudden a megastar with yeah, Thor. Huge. Yeah, huge. And, <clears throat> and thank as, God, as, as yeah, much as I love Thor, I, he's still I think one of the best comedic actors out there with his little cameos and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Cabin in the Woods was just it was what we needed at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah. horror was getting stale again. Right. Just like when Scream came along in 96 and saved us from, and and the, the late 90s became amazing for horror. Yeah, really The first, did. first part of the decade got so stale, I think. Well, I mean, they were still trying to figure out how to do part eight of this or, you know. Right. Yeah, or nine uh, Buster that. Rhymes kickboxing Michael oh Myers. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And then along comes this little self-aware, poke fun at everything movie Scream, and I loved it. And yeah. to this day, Kevin Williamson is one of my writing idols when it comes to, because he just, I mean, everything was in Wes Craven, perfect direction, I thought. Cast was great. And the sequel, I like all three sequels, but none were as good as the first one to me because it yeah. just spearheaded right. everything. Because after that, the late 90s, we got shit like Event Horizon, like you mentioned. Right. Mimic, The Relic. Yeah. All, adm- you know, cheesy at times, but very atmospheric, very frightening and, and movies. Origi- original. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean. Original. Maybe not the idea. You know, I mean, they, they still follow the plot points. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least we're trying to create a new creature or we're trying. Yeah. yeah. We're not we we're not concept. sending Jason to space. Exactly. Which I, is hilarious, though. Uh, Jason X is a personal guilty pleasure. Uh, dude, dude. I don't think I ever bothered <laughs> to watch that. There's, there's one point where he's on the ship and they're trying to trap him. So they're using their hologram technology because we're way in the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's got like these two fucking bimbos that are topless and they're like, we're camping and it cuts back to the control room and then it cuts back to him and he's got the two fucking girls in sleeping bags and he's just beating them on the fucking walls (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious oh my gosh yeah that that movie introduced me to todd farmer's genius i guess i guess that doesn't make sense like if he can't die then he would live well, and then they made the mistake the of cryogenically freezing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and the building collapsed. It was, it was, it was a terrible setup. Yeah, they, oh they had to go back to Earth. It uh, was it like it was basically like a college fucking field trip uh, yeah, to yeah. study serial they, killers. And they had the one dude that's in love with the bot, and she's hot, and but mm. it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it, cheesy as hell, but genius in its own right. right. Yeah, if you're that far in the future, there's dudes fucking robots. It's it's happening. Oh. <laughs> Speaking it's, of fucked up shit like that. So Glenn Danzig, of all people, has a new movie out on Shudder. <laughs> That's not a wrong turn sequel? No. Oh. It's called Verotica, which is Verotica? I guess, based off of a comic. 
Really? Yeah. So yeah, it's a new one on me. Yeah, anyway, I I couldn't. My wife it. loves the right turn movies. Just no, a wrong just, turn. A wrong turn. Not right <laughs> wrong turn. <laughs> wrong turn. I like I said. I prefer I, the right turn movies too because they're yeah. just like Starbucks. <laughs> well, no, wrong turn. Starbucks coming. <laughs> um. Anyway, I guess it, I guess it's uh, a few. Um, short stories oh throughout but it's shot like the red shoe diaries <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's so bad with and the, danzig the, instead of decovany yeah. well, I, don't, I, I don't i don't know that danzig's ever in it but, no. but he directed it and he he uh, he co-wrote so. oh okay but like the uh the the opening one has to do with this fucking demon spider i i don't even know how it all happens but it starts out starts out with a so it's French for some reason. It's, all, it's always how it starts. Yeah, yeah. With the demon spider. So this French girl's making out with her boyfriend, and he's he's getting pushy. Oh, want, she's got great big boobs. He's wanting to get the boobs, and she's like, no, no, no. And finally, he flicks up her top, and she's got eyeballs for nipples. <laughs> i gave it about 10 more minutes after that i was like i can't fucking do this so that that <laughs> was the, that was a spin there yeah, I see, yeah well then the dude's like ah uh, au revoir <laughs> i figured you'd be like yeah all right <laughs> reality yeah let's go for it no wise guy it's so fake <laughs> oh. wow yeah no Right, see, you took that bullet so we don't have to. Right? Thank right. you. I, uh, Thank you. It's usually me, so I appreciate that. There, There is a part of me that's still curious. Uh, you know, how bad can it go from there? I'm thinking it can go a lot worse. But... It, it, you know, it can always get worse. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, one of the guys that was supposed to be here tonight, um, his wife uh, turned me on to this movie because she said, said it scared the shit out of her, so I'm like, Okay, I need to check it out. And it's called The Devil's Candy. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those that, you know, I yeah. scroll on by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, uh, that uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince. Yeah. Um, guy that, like, in uh, uh, Identity. Yeah. You know, bald, big, bald guy always does <laughs> the, the eye thing. <laughs> anyway, he's he's kind of, kind of the bad guy in it, but it's also about... Uh, well, he's good at that. Yeah, it's also about possession and and it gets a little cheesy at times because it starts out and like opens up with a fucking metallica song and and then there's some fucking pantera and you know dad and daughter in the car and they're like headbanging and you know it it feels a little cheesy Uh um but it ended up being a pretty good movie oh damn yeah i mean it it was definitely worth a watch the uh the lead in that is that uh ethan embry um (laughs) <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he was the very last uh, original Rusty Griswold yes. in Vegas Vacation. Yes. And also starred in a very, very underrated but awesome Fox series in the early 2000s called Freaky Links. I've not seen that. but you, yeah. If you can find it, it's yeah. worth checking out. I'm so glad you made the Griswold connection because that's, that's the first thing I remember. Him Your from. usual table, Mr. Papa Giorgio? Yeah. <laughs> but he's been in tons of shit. He's been in tons yeah. of shit. Yeah. Uh, what movie he, are we talking about right it's now? It's called The Devil's Candy. Um, okay. A patient apparently uh, scared the shit out of Tracy. So oh. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, I've seen it. So, uh, I mean, as far as 
Ethan, yeah. Ethan Embry is, is a great actor. He's, he, he's he really underrated, yeah. but he's really good. Dude, I just thought of some shit. All right. I don't know if any of you have seen this. It's probably super cheesy now, but um, like six-year-old Zach. Just... This episode of Off the Edge is brought to you by TheBeardStruggle.com. The struggle is real, folks. TheBeardStruggle.com has the Viking-inspired beard care products you're looking for. A variety of accessories are available. Trimming kits, war bags, heated beard brushes, rings and beads, the list goes on. They have balms, oils, and cleansers that tame your bristly countenance in scents that can accent your vibe. Choose Viking Honor for a suave, intoxicating effect. Maybe down-to-earth and spirited is more your style. Go with Viking Storm with sandalwood undertones. Perhaps you'd like to go the minimalist route. No problem with unscented Loki. TheBeardStruggle.com uses 100% natural ingredients that have proven effective for centuries, and you can rest assured that their formulas are never tested on animals. They even give you peace of mind by promising a 90-day money-back guarantee and providing free ground shipping in the U.S. or affordable flat-rate shipping worldwide. Right now, you can get your beard game up to Viking standards with a 15% discount by using the promo code off the edge 15 that's all one word off the edge 15 it's a great way to support this podcast and get your beard noticed by all those sexy shield maidens just go to thebeardstruggle.com and use promo code off the edge 15 thebeardstruggle.com the struggle is real but you can face it like a viking do you love live music but hate the ringing in your ears for days after have you tried earplugs only to hear music like this? Then now is the time to get some Eargasm earplugs. With their specially designed sonic filters, you'll be able to enjoy high-fidelity sound just at a lower volume. Save your hearing and order some Eargasm earplugs at EargasmEarplugs.com and use promo code HIGHFIDELITY, all caps, H-I-G-H, space, F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y, high fidelity. Save money, support the podcast, save your hearing. EargasmEarplugs.com um, Convinced my parents to rent this movie called Manitou. Oh yeah, I've seen it where it's like there, and <laughs> I couldn't uh, like I couldn't even get past just the presentation of the premise of the movie because it freaked me out. Like my little kid brain, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Holy shit!" I never thought of that, and I had nightmares about it. It's like, uh, so have some, you ever revisited it? No, I need to. Yeah. I need, it's probably ridiculous and stupid, but it's like this lady gets a tumor, but it's like really an egg for like this alien or demon thing on her neck oh does it turn out to be like a baby um or something like that it's been a long long time i think i have seen that okay because then it it, 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 like i said i turned it off i was just like no i want (laughs) to for some reason i think i connect it to like a a demon baby or or something like that Mm -hmm. but but I, i think i think but yeah, I remember it growing on the back of her neck, and it seemed like it was like a TBS creature feature or yeah, something. Yeah, it know? was late 70s or early 80s. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. It, was, it, yeah. it would have been early remember. 80s, because I, I was born remember. in 78, and okay. I was, and it's not like it was a new release when I oh, okay. got my hands on uh, it. Oh, so. what about the thing with two heads? <laughs> <laughs> Man. The thing, what? The thing Ray, with two the, heads? The thing with two heads. and Rosie Greer, the football player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed, that was one of the worst effects 
Oh, it's horrible. Most over sounds the top. Sounds like a sounds like a is acting. It was a product of the early seventies. Well, it sounds like a porn. <laughs> <laughs> it was what would you call it? Like a science fiction version of um, uh, the the Sydney Portier uh, movie from the sixties. Who's coming to dinner? No, 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 <laughs> no. The one with the, the escaped uh, chain gang. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 Damn it. It you was guys right are the here. Movie guys, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. It's <laughs> probably even worse than Night of the Lepus. <laughs> I just I remember that that was one of those those creature features. Mm-hmm. You used mm-hmm. to get late Saturday night or you know, right around nine, ten o'clock and you'd have those So you got Tulsa stations yes. too growing yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah, that was the kind of shit you saw when Channel 4 hit, which eventually turned into Fox. Right. But it was like the first cable access channel that we got uh, growing up, and it it came out of Tulsa, and they would show all kinds of shit like that. (laughs) Uh, Food of the Gods, Empire of the Ants, all those nature gone amok movies from the 70s. that Probably Planet of the Apes. No, no, no. Well, they would show those, but these were more of the giant, uh, somehow radioactive waste. Or there was always an environmental message to Mm. the nature going crazy thing. Like even speaking of Raymond, frogs uh, (laughs) with uh, one of uh, Sam. Damn it, Sam Elliott. Elliott. Oh yeah. One one of his. This makes sense though. Yeah, one one of his first starring roles. Uh, that was back in '72, wow. and I remember this because my wife bought me the DVD about five years ago for my birthday. <laughs> because I used to talk about it, I used to make fun of it. I don't know if she did it as a joke or if it's because she, you know, thought I really loved it, which. And it'll always hold a special place in my heart, but it's fucking horrible. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I, once a like, year this time, I still watch it. That's, I, it's like Sword and the Sorcerer. Yeah. yeah. And, and like but I, said, I won't watch it again. I Empire won't. of the Ants, Food of the Gods, all that giant animal 1970s yeah. shit. There's always radioactive waste or government dumping chemicals or something right. that makes it happen. And That's a lot of those old ones that were the man, hand. The hand. The hand. Yeah, mankind must learn its lesson for harming the environment because that's what mm. happens. Giant rats will fucking come and eat your ass alive. And the only way that you can stop it is Marjo Gortner has to blow the fucking dam. Right. And drown them. And drown them all. Oh, it uh, seems like I've right? seen that. It seems <laughs> yeah. like I've seen yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yeah. Deep recessed memories. <laughs> Yeah, I I had forgotten about a lot of shit like that, but yeah. you you guys pulled that out of the very back. I just, you, you uh, said you said sort of the sorcerer. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm you're good. This is a tangent, but that reminded me of we talked about Beastmaster, yeah. and that reminded me, like I said, we're very start of this that I'm I'm playing on that Calamus app, yeah, and I made a little character, and it's like a a boy with amnesia, and he's like a thief. Is he named Kodo or Podo? No, but the, he's got he's got one of his abilities is he's got a familiar, uh, and it's, it's a, a ferret. ferret. Yeah, because I was thinking of Beastmaster. I was like, oh, he's a thief. I want a I want a little ferret that can go like fetch shit for me. Right? Yeah, that's, oh, awesome. that's great. Kodo and Podo. 
All right, and sorry. you know that's that, <laughs> and that that movie introduced me to the actor with the single best name in the business, mm-hmm. Rip Torn. Oh yeah, Rip Torn. Yeah, if you're gonna make up a name for show business, <laughs> make it good. Go all the way. Go all the way. That's right. And from that point forward, everything from Men in Black to Dodgeball and. Well, <laughs> my oh. first name is a synonym of my last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my last name tells you what happens when my first name happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, I love that guy, though. So, uh, we've been told that uh, you got a book that came out today. Oh. Oh, shit. Rumor has it. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I finally pulled my head out of my ass uh, after a few years of trying to get it what I thought was just right. And then months of spending my one day off trying to figure out Amazon self-publishing software. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah dropped today. Happy Halloween. Uh, it's called Retro Ramblings Volume 1. And it's not a novel. It's just a collection of stories. That I, I call it volume one presumptuously. Like somebody out there is going to buy one or two copies and I'll be like, okay, volume two. Uh, You're but, just hoping you remember enough for volume two, right? Oh, believe it or not, I, I have a lot of ideas written down because this, is, this has been a slow churner for right. about a decade now. Uh, it started out as something completely different. It was supposed to be uh, an ongoing web series uh, on this horror website about my adventures and misadventures and road trips and the like to see at what I at the time thought was the greatest upcoming horror movies because I worshipped Fangoria as a kid. It was my Bible. And ever since my next door neighbor got me hooked with Halloween and my cousin would take me on his dates uh, you know, stuff me in the little hole in the back of the seat of his El Camino uh, to get into the drive-in. And then while they were making out in the front seat, I had a lawn chair in the back watching the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd always, there was always be a horror double feature. And I got to see so many cool movies in the 70s like that. Like uh, When a Stranger Calls Back, The Hills Have Eyes, Dawn of the Dead. I was right there for all of it. And it was so much fun. Some was more fun than others because some of the movies I saw actually sucked. <laughs> but some of them like kind of put me in a different direction. It was like, Oh, I like these kind of movies now or I like these. And it's just tales of what happened, how they affected me at the time, what I had to go through to see some of them and how they still affect me to this day. Um, there's of course the origin story, you know, with Halloween, uh, that opens it up. Um, there's a story about what, uh, what movie made me just decide I wanted to be a writer and stick with it. Um, there is also, uh, there's five stories I say in each, uh, in each segment, this is the first volume, but the next volume, whenever it comes out, if I remember how to format that shit, then, <laughs> um, volume two will be probably next year. Um, but there'll be, Five different self-contained stories, not in any order um, of just those kind of things. And there's even a tribute to Brother Fab um, 
And this one, it starts out with me and my buddy Vince in October of 1986 going to see the best fusion of metal and horror ever put on film, a little movie called Trick or Treat. Best soundtrack of all time, thanks to Fastway. <laughs> the, the movie... God, and I just watched it like a week ago. I want to say it still holds up, but goddamn. <laughs> it, it didn't age well. It'll always be sentimental to me, sure. but, um, you know, started out with that and it wound up, it was a movie I didn't talk about much because most of the responses I got when I brought it up would be like, God damn, that movie sucked. <laughs> or the fuck are you talking about? You know, it was it was one way or the other. There was no gray area, no middle ground. So I stopped talking about it. And then one day, years into our friendship, quite by accident, going to pick him up for work, I was blaring the soundtrack on my tape deck. Brother Fab came out just singing it. And, <laughs> and you know, so and, it, and it's how these movies kind of shaped me yeah. uh, creatively. The writing style that I have, what goes into my screenplays, what goes into my short stories, even what went into my movie reviews. Right. And like I said, whether or not they're interesting to anybody but me, I don't know. But the idea was, like I said, in 2010, the idea was brought to me. I'm like, hey, this sounds cool. And I wound up writing, uh, I had three done and outlines of about another dozen well and then there was i don't know some kind of internal power struggle or whatever happened but pretty much as soon as the website was created it folded right mm. and i was like oops yeah i had nothing to do with it i was just brought on through a friend of a friend sure and so i'm like oh well there goes that exposure and so it just got buried in a folder and a folder and a folder and a folder and i forgot about it and a couple of years ago when I was looking for something else, I, there, was a, there was a screenplay that I wanted to finish um, that I wanted to start working on again. And I found the old file uh, in a hard drive and I opened it up just to see what kind of notes I still had where I wanted to go with it. And there it was. It got stuck inside that folder. And I'm like, hey. Hey, sexy. Let's, How you doing? <laughs> let's dust you off and see what happens. And um, the outlines that I had, I love, uh, but I didn't think they fit with where I was going, where I wanted to go with this one. The three that I had ready to go, I found a couple of other movies, and I remembered what happened and the journey I went on, and I'm like, these fit. And I think these five, like I said, they're self-contained no particular order of when they happened in my life, just as I remember them. And I think they're kind of interesting. I actually brought uh, one chapter, if you want. Let us have it. All right. Yeah, let her rip. I, uh, this, will, this will give you an idea when you watch this to decide whether or not it's worth your two ninety nine on Amazon Kindle. God damn it, it's worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Give the man uh, yes, please. Give the man your two ninety nine. Thank you. Thank you. Let Craig give your grandmother a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that for a dollar. Uh this is actually the third Thank chapter you. in the book. Um and it's uh titled 
If it bleeds, we can kill it. If it pukes, she won't date it. Wait, 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 wait. If it bleeds, we can kill it. If it pukes, she won't date it. Yes. Life cracks me up sometimes. I stare at shelf after shelf of my horror and sci-fi DVDs, and I think, yeah, I remember the night I first saw that one. That was a cool-ass time. It'd make a cool-ass story. Then there's other times, like what happened to me right before I sat down to write this particular rambling, that my eyes fell upon one in particular, and I can't help but think, ah, crap. That was an embarrassing night. There's no way in hell I'm putting that story out for the world to witness. But in the end, it's the little things. Or sometimes the darkly comic and unpleasant, bordering on nastily disgusting things that will spark memories from a time or instance that I thought I'd long since suppressed. More often than not, I suppress them for ego-preserving reasons. But what kind of writer or comedian or even person would I be if I ignored what is often the biggest punchline in the room? Me. All for, all for the sake of preserving my so-called ego. And besides, I love laughing at myself. And we all know it's more often than not the embarrassing and humiliating stories that years later, we and our friends all think of as being by far the funniest and the coolest. So let's do this. The year was 1987, summertime. I could not wait to see Predator. The first and by far best in a long-running solo and versus and back-to-solo franchise, an all-star action sci-fi horror flick with a big budget, bigger biceps, in which a group of testosterone-fueled mercenaries are sent to the Central American jungle on a supposed rescue mission who wind up becoming the prey themselves when an alien with more passion for tracking and killing wild and exotic game than Ted Nugent picks them for its next trophies <laughs> as bulked-up action stars and former pro wrestlers get gruesomely picked off one by one. Back in the day, as the older folk like me like to say, there was a period of time when I didn't date much in my own high school. Nothing against the girls in my school. They were lovely. I just had a thing for mall rat girls. In Bartlesville, in a bigger town with a theater and a, small, and a mall, there they were. And I just hated to see beautiful young ladies having to work on a Friday or Saturday night when they could go on a date with me. So I asked as many of them if I could, as I could if they would like to go out for dinner and a movie every once in a great while. One of them would actually say yes. The 80s were just awesome like that. For this particular movie, we have a clothing store assistant manager by the name of Jan. I call her Jan for two reasons. One, so I don't get sued. And two, well, I honestly can't remember her name. Uh, so here comes my first date with Jan, Predator. Letting a girl take me on her first... Letting... Yeah, I can't read my own typing. Letting me take a girl on her first date to a testosterone-fueled smash 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 mouth shoot them up, has to be amazing, right? Well, under much different circumstances, I'm sure she would have been. She was a little pretentious, but she was older than me. And since studies have shown that girls mature much faster than boys, we can surmise that on that night at age 16, I may as well have been age 5 to her mentally, because at age 19, she was already like age 37 mentally, so who really knows in the end. But after dinner, which I forked over the big bucks for Burger King, we still had plenty of free time before the movie started. So we walked around the park for a while, getting to know each other better. One topic led to another, and I was starting to get the impression that my carefree wit mixed with my biting sarcasm was melting the ice between us, faster than your basic detective Ray Cameron-wielded flamethrower. In other words, I finally felt like she might be starting to warm up to me. My suspicions were vindicated, 
When she stopped walking, took my hands in hers, stepped in front of me, and kissed me. Perfect start to the night, one might say. I was most definitely starting to like this girl. However, there's an important date tip, kids. Uh, Just because the night starts out perfect doesn't always mean it stays that way, especially if you're me as a teenager. It was unfortunately for me, and very soon thereafter my beautiful date, my stomach hadn't wanted to cooperate with me since we ate dinner. But I am one with the warrior inside, and my dominance can't be denied. And that attitude lasted approximately 45 seconds into the kiss. By the 46th second, the growing excitement totally lost out to the rancid burger wanting to purge itself from my stomach. I was able to push her away just in time before it all came charging up and out. And sadly enough for her, I didn't push her far enough away. (laughs) As her gorgeous low-cut sundress that perfectly displayed her two finest qualities was inadvertently covered by the chunks formerly known as my dinner. This is probably quite needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. That little incident right there cut our first date much shorter than I'd originally hoped. I tried to salvage the evening. I apologized repeatedly as I drove her home. I offered to wait outside like a gentleman while she cleaned up and changed, as I firmly believed we could still make the later showing. For about the next, oh, let's say three-ish minutes, I learned many new colorful metaphors regarding some of Jan's suggestions as to things that I should do with and to myself. This is probably also quite needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. That night was our only date. So as I pulled away from her apartment, because she was in college, I was suddenly feeling much, much better. A little gargling with Dr. Pepper and a few Tic Tacs. I would convinced myself that I drove all this way and I really wanted to see this movie. And after all, the chunks were all on Jan, not me. So I made it to opening night and the previews. Now, as Predator, Schwarzenegger's best movie, people can debate that till they're blue in the face and never really agree. Personally, I think he's got tons of amazing movies, especially The Villain, Commando, Rod Deal, Total Recall, The Running Man, The Last Stand, and of course, The Terminator franchise, just to name a few. But Predator will always be my favorite Schwarzenegger flick just because, even after a first date turned horribly gross and embarrassing, not just for me, but for the poor girl who ended up wearing my burger... I still got to see the movie on opening night, and I still loved every second of it. But to this day, because of that incident, I straight up refuse to eat at Burger King. And now that I think about that, it makes me wonder, some 30 years later, you think Jan has watched Predator yet? (laughs) Dylan, you son of a bitch! (laughs) What is this fucking time? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, there's, uh, there's four Thank more, you. huh? And there's four more, yes. Four more. Yeah, and uh, they're not, just to uh, clarify, uh, they're not reviews. They are 100% to the best of my recollection, true stories of my adventures and misadventures. <laughs> misadventures. To see the movies I wanted to see in a in a time before um, Netflix and the interim net and... Yeah, even uh, direct to DVD was still brand new back right. then. Yeah, so <coughs> awesome. That's, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you guys letting me pimp that. No, that's, no, great. that's awesome. I'm yeah. glad that you are, you know, well, using your creativity to put that out there. It's awesome. Thank you, thank you. And I, I, Jan, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> she's not listening. No yeah. one's listening. Podcast <laughs> off the edge at gmail.com. <laughs> Email us. 
Yeah. He's sorry, really. He really is. I really am. <laughs> we just want to know, what did you think of Predator? Whatever your name was, I'm sorry. Jan. So why'd you pick Jan? She uh, looked like a Jan? She kind of looks like a Jan. looked like a Jan, I guess. So maybe it was Jen. Nah, no. No, like, no. no. Brady Bunch. You know, honestly, it might actually have been Jan. That's just the name that's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I, I can't clarify that. And since I couldn't remember, I don't really like using people's real names, but I don't use last names. Right, right. And like I said, the odds of the people, uh, well, some of the people I still, you know, talk to that were childhood friends and everything, but random dates like that. I'm sure I was forgotten about as soon as she got in the shower to wash that shit off. So, you know, the, the, there are there there are, you know kids I went to school with second third grade, and then they they move away and stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. that I've, I've gone on to Facebook, and, uh-huh. and but I also don't know that I recognize them. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know, one in particular, his last name was Smith. So you know, I might as well just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he went. What happened? I can't yeah, remember. I've got a couple of friends from like early childhood. Yeah. back in <laughs> in California. That yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, how there, to find them. There were uh, just two that I can think of off the bat. There were twins that were girls, moved away in like fourth or fifth grade. Their last name was Smith. Yeah. So, you know, good luck with that. Well, and on top of that, they're girls. They're girls. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's not there anymore, I'm sure. Yeah. Because uh, they're going to be my age. And there was a, a couple of brothers, last name Simon. Like, that's not popular. So Popular enough. Popular enough, <laughs> yeah. So who knows where the hell they went. And, yeah, but they were, they were good people in, like, fourth grade. I'm sure they still are. Yeah. Yeah. It'd just be, it'd be neat. We need to track yeah. them down. And see what we happens. were talking about horror movies. Obviously, it's Halloween. Were we? What? Uh, we, what? We, we talk about brand new information. What? It's Halloween? Oh shit! Oh my god! Huh? Trick or treat? Um, Nobody told me. Why you, am I not but you, you said you said Jan, and then you said Jin, and that made me think of like Jin was a D. Yeah, genie, <laughs> and that that reminds me not a horror movie. But still, one of my favorite movies. What are your wishes? <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Not a horror movie. One of my favorite movies, though, and and I think legitimately disturbing is Lost Highway. Oh, that's so good. Uh, yeah. That's my favorite Lynch movie. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, pro- probably me too. Um, and it makes no more sense than any of the other ones. There's just well, something he, about it. But that- here's my theory: is that um, what the creepy dude. That's like I'm gonna call. I'm gonna Robert Blake. Yeah, Robert Blake, the guy who's really a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my the, theory the is that devil? he's he's either like the. He, I think he's like an evil, like a genie. He's like a. He grants the wish to that guy that he can catch the person his wife is cheating on him with and kill him, and lets him trade bodies become a different person like you know enter a different body to to be able to accomplish that I that's mean, i think the gist of that movie three could be, wishes you, yeah i mean you could go with yeah. a, with a genie or or the devil or the devil or, yeah, yes yeah, yes anything like yeah. that yeah, i'm at your good. house i he why, just, don't, why he don't, just, don't you call me <laughs> he just wanted to listen to romstein with marilyn manson in a porno mm-hmm. i mean that you know, yeah yeah 
and I, I, I'll say this, and this will probably bring me a lot of hate mail. I love Twin Peaks. I do. For a all of, its, a lot of people do. For all its cheese and and just over the top insanity, I love it. But as not many David Lynch movies I can get behind. I yeah. I tried. I yeah, wanted, I agree. I, I wanted agree. to, but it's just when you start tripping over your own mythology sure. to the point where it's just like. A mind fuck on purpose where even he doesn't know. You know <laughs> I, mean, I, I think David Lynch movies are kind of like my lyrics. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I like your that. lyrics. There's a difference, though. I yeah, like your lyrics. I just kind of let them come out, and then you tell me what's going It's, it's kind of like, like free association. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, my first, uh, well... I didn't know it at the time. I, I My love. First David I mean, Lynch was Dune. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say. And I love that. I, I love that. I mean, it's again maybe because it's David Lynch. It, unless you watch the really the extended director's cut version of that, it really doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooke didn't yeah. get you know, it at all. That um, should have been a trilogy, just uh, the one yeah. movie. Well, and hopefully yeah. it will be now. Yeah. Yes, the new one looks amazing. But I, I, I still I yeah. love the the imagery. Yeah, of, I, I love the the way the still suits look. It's all very industrial. It's all dark and sandworms. moody and sandworms and yeah, I, I I love all that shit. But the the first one that I knew was David Lynch was uh, Wild at Heart, which was also like my first real introduction to Nick Cage, and mm. it was like, mm. yeah, I ain't digging this. Yeah, I'm I'm not a great fan yeah. of that movie. And then uh, what was the, what was the one with blue, the ear in the garden? Uh, blue Highway, Blue Velvet, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yeah. Was, yeah, that's yeah. goddamn PBR. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> fuck that shit. Pat's Blue Ribbon. That was some good Dennis Hopper shit there. But yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. That that was kind of during his uh, what do you call it? Third resurgence, yeah. I guess, back in the mid '80s. See, see, Lost Highway just just grabbed me. I love that movie. And then after that one was Mulholland Drive. And yeah. so I was excited for it. And I watched and that it and was, I was like, Ugh. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I didn't even try that one. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's. I think I had high expectations after, yeah. like you said, after yeah. uh, Lost Highway. There, there's just, and it kind of let me down. There's just something about Lost Highway. I don't. Yeah. To me, this is the best analogy I can come up with to compare it. David Lynch. Is like Canadian. The <laughs> what's that all about? What are you saying? What are you saying, eh? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, take off, Holzer. But, but he, Lynch is is the Marilyn Manson to Cronenberg as Alice Cooper. That's the best way I can put it because mm. Cronenberg, his mindfuck movies, even Videodrome, make sense to me. Yeah, they do. Yeah, rabid. Yeah. Um, the the one with the slud, the parasite in the in the high rise. Um, Guess I haven't seen. Nah, that I can't one. remember that one. It was mm -hmm. mid seventies. Um, it even uh, well, he didn't direct Nightbreed, I guess, or did he? No, but he starred in it. Yeah, he starred in it. Yeah, uh, even his acting, but his his movies, I got, and he was Canadian too. Yeah, yeah, and. They were they were mindful. They he always kind of went for a twist. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. But he kind of started that, and like Alice Cooper did musically, perfect the shit show. 
mm-hmm. you know, and whoever came along afterwards, you try to top the the twist or the mind fucking or you know anything you had to go grittier you had to go more over the top yeah it's like just a more more, extreme version of that and it's more extreme doesn't always mean better right Right. and and that's that's why i never really got into manson Mm -hmm. he's like okay he's the next i i have to admit that i'm getting older he's the next generation's alice cooper because people you know 15 20 years younger than me still love manson and my I, my kids, not sure if, uh, well, my oldest, of course, uh, but I'm not sure that my daughter or my youngest son could even name a Marilyn Manson song right now that's not The Beautiful People. Right. But mm-hmm. Allie has seen Alice Cooper live and thinks he's the shit. So at least, you know, there's one I did write. But yeah, that's I still love Cronenberg's movies. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to, get into David Lynch and love him, especially because of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little hit it's a little hit and miss yeah. for me. Um I yeah. tend to really like things that uh leave it up to interpretation. I like that with music. I like that with our with our lyrics like we were talking about. Yeah. I like that with films where it's like it's a little vague and it's like, whoa you could you could have your own theories, and I like that. I like that we could say, like, what's your theory about this movie? It's like, oh, I didn't fucking think of it from that way. Like, let me tell you what I think about it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I like I those mean, conversations. It's like anything. You could have a complete wrapped-up story with a bow tied, as long as it's done right. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah, you it's don't, gold. Yeah, I don't... And, and that's the thing, I guess, I don't like about a lot of the newer horror is the fact that they have to feel like they need to explain everything to us because we're dumb. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. But the shit that was left wide open back when we were younger, I like that. I don't, not necessarily the, oh, of course, you know, he's not dead ending, but the the shit that just sometimes just ends Mm -hmm. and makes you think. Well, and I hate I hate that the, not only do they have to spell it out for you, but they have to spell it out for you in 88 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna spell it out for me, at least you know, <laughs> draw it out a little. Bit. Give me, yeah, give me more exposition. Come on, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. But like, you know, everything's got to be under ninety, and it's like not every movie can have Jamie Kennedy rolling right. it, keeping it rolling along, you right. know, and explaining yeah. what ha- you know the rules, right? And that was beautiful. Yeah, that was. Be- I mean, that was one of those times. Okay, this makes perfect. Yeah, sense. this is where this belongs. Allow it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it just like it's like the first time a movie just totally got meta. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Here are the rules because I've been watching horror movies all my life. Yeah, and then of course, yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> that 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 movie, like it, like I said, it came out. It, I haven't watched it in probably three or four years. Yeah, but the last time I watched it, I remember thinking it really hasn't aged no yeah no, it's no, a good movie it, yeah it's a solid yeah. movie yeah uh and, you know they had cell phones so i mean that helps yeah well and when part four came along and i thought part four was really good yeah that the only one i really didn't care for as much by far with the exception of james on bob cameo was scream three yeah, and everybody shits on Scream Three, and I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't that bad, but I mean, it's a different, the weakest of all. Of a them, different but... writer took over, and yeah. you can tell. Yeah, is it didn't have the just the biting yeah. wit and the 
self-awareness that Kevin Williamson put into it. But he came back for part four and holy Jesus. And overdid it because we had like three beginnings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really what he needs to do, Kevin Williamson, is he needs to come out and direct, write and direct his own Mm -hmm. stab. Yes, he does. (laughs) Or better yet, just start with stab seven. May as well. Or, or whichever one it was that she complained about. Because they did time travel. Yeah. <laughs> just, just start with that one. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> It'd be like Leonard Part 6. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you know, I, I wanted to see... With the pun popping, you little fucking... Did Jello and the Quaaludes and you put them in and did it shake it, shake it. We need to go na- nappy, nappy. Oh, uh, speaking of Kevin Williamson, before I forget, though, there was a movie that, if you, I love werewolves, my favorite movie monster. And Same. there was. I'm with you on that. Please early, don't tell me you love that movie. In the early 2000s. The, the director's cut, the the one that we were supposed to see before the studio stepped in and it was fucked, better, fucked with Wes and everything else. But still. It was okay. <laughs> All right, I I'm not speaking your language. Are you talking? Are you talking about the Howling? Cursed. No. Cursed. Okay. Cursed. It was a 2004, I think. Yeah. Christina okay. Ricci and uh, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg and oh, uh, really? Dawson's Creek dude uh, yeah. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. How, oh, I it, don't even know about this one. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be this modern, awesome Wolfman movie. A, about a curse passed down, you know, and yeah. this who's bitten and who wouldn't. But the, I and Wes Craven was directing it. Kevin Williamson wrote it. And I guess the studio stepped in and said, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And there was like... They what, just two, neutered the movie. Two thirds of the movie was rewritten yeah. and reshot. Ugh. And even I think Wes stepped out and was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. And so we got the theatrical version. All the pictures that I saw in Fangoria where the effects were just beautiful. They were all practical and mm-hmm. blood was everywhere and it was amazing. And then you see the first trailer for it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be great. And then you go to see the movie and you walk in and you're like, what the fuck? It's, P- it's PG-13. Mm-hmm. It's PG-13. And it was very PG-13. Uh, it was more PG-13 than Tremors was really? 14 years before. And Tremors was an awesome movie, but it, yeah, it, with the exception of a, that's of a few. That's the one thing I miss more than anything is the 1980s PG movie. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Because you're guaranteed to have at least one set of tits in it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Clash of the Titans, you got two. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I always got like embarrassed, like if my parents were in the room. I was like, oh. Jesus, I went to the theater and saw Silver Streak, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, before they went to prison, there was tits all over. Oh, yeah. And shit that you could not get away with filming <laughs> now, but it was so funny. No, uh, and I, God, I can't, I can't even remember now <coughs> what movie it was, because I just, I just heard it. It was the movie that after that movie, it was like, okay, we got to add another rating. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Night of the Comet was partially responsible for PG-13. So it was uh, Temple of Doom. Maybe it was Temple really? of Doom. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but we got a lot more gore in Night of the Comet as PG-13 yeah. than I thought we would. Yeah. But it was it was one of the first. And it's really mild 
Yeah. Certainly by today's standards. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good movie. If you can find it, watch it. Cool, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, a last man on earth type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were talking about... sisters. Oh, okay. We are talking about werewolves. I, I need to watch the uh, American Werewolf in London again. Like, it's been way too long since yeah. I watched that movie. I, I liked it. I liked the howling. I saw them both in theaters, yeah. but to me, it hasn't been done as good before or since as Dog Soldiers. That Dog Soldiers, yeah. I, yeah. I, to me, though, the, the, the best, obviously the best transformation on film was probably American Werewolf in London. Um, See, I, I go with the howling on that one. Yeah, I think I go with the howling, too. Well, I, I, well, I, mean, I agree that I'm, howling is a superior movie. Uh, yeah, it American is. Werewolf in London. There's I, too I much think, humor in it. Yeah, well, I think American Werewolf in London, you know, came out before the Howling, yeah. and they kind yeah. of paved the way. Yeah. So, if you want to say like, but the most Howling is incredible, innovative and, it's and so hard to find. Oh, I know. It's not streaming anywhere unless you're going to pay for it. Yeah, hmm. and uh, I thought I had. I honestly thought I had the DVD. I cannot find it. Well, what about the Howling Three, the Marsupials? Yeah, I vaguely remember watching that and Watched being like, once. what? And they just went downhill from there. Yeah. yeah. As uh, if part I, two I won't even enough. I won't even watch any of the sequels, but I am dying to watch the first one again. I have seen them all. A, I may need to try to borrow that from the internet. But I don't remember. Yeah, I could probably do that too. But Yeah. Yeah, it's like a library out there, you know. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think yeah. not that I know anything about that. No, no, and not never. that we advocate that. But God damn it, if Amazon doesn't have it, but maybe we need to get a VPN for a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like just watch me or whatever. What was oh, it? Oh no, no, that's not. A, that's oh, just yeah. an app to find shit. Oh, uh, but there so, are a couple so, of VPNs that do sponsor YouTube channels. Yeah, there are. So. Kind of, it just blocks your IP address from being scene the cool thing about it is you can get like netflix netflix europe or you know you know so, oh, because there, there for there a are while different movies that are shown i'm gonna incriminate myself i, I love audiobooks yeah okay and so occasionally yeah, occasionally i might borrow an audiobook from the internet and so uh, it's just called the library from yeah, the library from, right, the, from library. the library and uh you know the if I, uh, th- there are some sites that are blocked in America that if I set my VPN to, to England, mm-hmm. I can access them. And so then I can download, uh, what I want from those sites. And it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, it used to be the only library you could really go to was in Russia. Mm. But, no. but, but Lars Ulrich took care of that for us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, anybody else want another story? Oh, yeah. I got a little story. I'm always down for a good story. I got a story. Do it. Give me your story. Let me give my story-reading voice. Ooh. Mm. Give me chills. It was the summer of 1977. A young Turk by the name of Lance Mannion was dancing his way to victory all across the state of Kansas in every local and regional disco dance-off competition he could feather-step into. From the American Legion in Colby to the VFW in Leroy, he won them all. It was on the eve of his greatest victory that it all came crashing down. 
literally. What would have been his ticket to the state dance-off in Topeka turned into an electric slide of tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) While reports are somewhat befuddled, here's what we know. At approximately 8.15 p.m. August 13, 1977, at the skating rink in Parsons, Kansas, to the tune of Casey and the Sunshine's band Get Down Tonight, a freak accident involving a vodka martini, a kiss pinball machine, and a stray beaver and a disco ball ended with the brutal decapitation of Lance Mannion. Goddamn beavers. (laughs) The roller rink shut its door soon after due to unexplained disturbances. While no evidence has been found to indicate foul play, many have wondered if the ghost sightings and faint whispers of Get down, get down tonight that permeate the roller rink to this day aren't a plea from the grave to right the wrong. Perhaps Lance is still reaching, searching for his grand prize. Yes. Well. Yes. All right. Yes, oh great one. The tale. Of the Disco Demon, solved by Bob <laughs> Valentine and them boys, them strange boys, them strange days boys. Yeah, I, my my youngest <laughs> finally watched the Disco Demon <laughs> and loved it. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Lance. It, it was funny. The whole story idea came up because I was cleaning out the uh, the pantry because <laughs> mm-hmm. we've had like fucking ninja mice here lately. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the deal is, man. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I got six of them. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Uh, for a while there, man, they were skipping out of every trap, getting stealing shit, and oh, uh, damn. Yeah. I, I, I pulled out stops. You know what happened? Just get Jeff Menzer over there with right? a shotgun. I like my floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit of that Wisconsin cheese left. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? But it's got a little mold on it, so I ain't uh, eating the rest of it. Right? Sure, that's just not slummy. I can't really. T- at this yeah. point, I, yeah. there's not that much left. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, you open that bag, and it's like, whoo. I'm like, oh, they'll come for this. Oh, yeah. They come for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll set the trap. Go in the living room. Snap. Dogs are. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the mouse outside. Nice. Yeah. See, Wisconsin. I I would. I would get trapped for that. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Good shit. Yeah. yeah, Thank you for bringing that. I'm glad you liked it. Almost finished it. Not quite. Yeah. Our supply is getting low. And what sucks is, you know, their winter has already started up there. So, yeah. I'm like I'm just ordering that shit online. I, mean, right. I, I love I love them up there. I, I'd love to see them again soon. But as far as the cheese goes, I'm just going to order that shit online. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, I was cleaning out shit and I found the entire script to that that episode. And I'm like, I'm reading that fucking story. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not telling anybody. You know, <laughs> see how long it takes you guys to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I got it right away. Right. Like, That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> But, have you have you had in real life? Have you had any like creepy shit happen to you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Any anything worth sharing? <sighs> well, let's see. Um, I I wrote an article. There was a time um, when every Halloween I would do an um, some kind of horror themed article for our local paper, the Anderson County Review, and. Uh, that went on for like three or four years, I think. 
but one of them, you know, one of them was how to survive a zombie apocalypse. One of them was, I forget, but the one that sticks out was the haunted experiences um, that I had had. And one that comes to mind uh, since I've lived in Garnett uh, was we were looking, my wife and I were looking at a house uh, was about 10, 12 years ago. The kids were younger. I made a lot more money then, you know, and we thought we needed a bigger house. I guess we didn't because we've been in the same house, you know, <laughs> some things just, you know, they work out, they don't work out, but they always seem to work out, you know? Right. And we were taking a tour of this house that was for sale. Uh, I guess, ironically, one side of it kind of had that Amityville yeah. uh, shape to it, which makes sense. Because I, I at the time anymore, I don't care if it, if the house is big enough where I can have, you know, a room to myself where I can put my collectibles up, my pictures up, have a little office. I'm fine. I don't need a basement. <laughs> but I was big on basements at the time because our house has one and it's you know finished and partitioned off and everything. This one was like a half and half, half finished, half not. And she loved. My wife loved it. And she was like in the kitchen. It had just been remodeled, a huge kitchen. I'm down in the basement, which was these really narrow stone steps. And I was standing on the finish side. And it was weird because, you know, there were fake walls up. And then there was uh, framing mm-hmm. where they had stopped. And then there was just nothing but rock foundation and cobwebs on the other side. You know, you had partially clean and then you had like a hundred years ago <laughs> just right next to each other and you know she's like hey what do you think for the basement you know she was right above me in the kitchen what do you think about the basement i'm like oh needs a <coughs> needs a lot of work but i don't know maybe i could make it work it's kind of nasty down here though and as i turned to go back to the stairs i had to go through a hundred years ago you know to get there through all the cobwebs and shit and i shit you not is like something smacked me and pushed me. And I caught myself on the stairs, thankfully. I turned around, of course, nothing there. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this place. Went back up the stairs, and I'm like, all right, tour's done as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she was like, you're just, you're just full of shit. <clears throat> I was not full of shit. I got home, <coughs> and... I was starting to think because my shoulders just fucking hurt. And I was starting to think, okay, spider bite, maybe. Right. Uh, you know, because it, it was still throbbing. And I took my shirt off. I went to the bathroom, took my shirt off, and looked at my shoulder. And there was like a thumb and a couple of fingers, like outline red on my shoulder. Whoa. And like physical evidence, <laughs> man. Yeah, we did not buy that house. Fuck, who are you going to call? Yeah, Bob Valentine. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. And it was funny because, you know, she saw, she believed me. My daughter has seen way more shit than I used to see a lot when I was younger. But that was like the first thing I had come in contact with for a while. Uh, But, you know, and I wrote that story and I wrote it kind of tongue in cheek. And there were. A lot of people, they had this thing called the phone forum where people call in anonymously and bitch about the town and what's going on. And the next week was all, <coughs> uh, you know, 
keep the wannabe rider on a leash or he needs to stop telling all these BS stories. And, you know, what do you think? This, and I'm looking at him like, it's Halloween, fuckers. Yeah, you know, goddamn. Have a good time. Whether yeah. it scares the shit out of you or not, have a good time because right. we right. only get it once a year, right. which is sad. And we don't, hell, for the most part, we don't even get it this year. I know. Yeah. yeah. And there is a website. It's bullshit. Yeah. I there mean, is right a now, website, you know, though. Halloween night, and it, it's quiet out on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Crickets. No Niwala. No. No Niwala. No stand-up comedy. No... No turkey legs. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> no screenings. Cakes. No... Sad. Candy corn trailer park pop-ups. Right. <laughs> They'll still happen. They'll still happen. Brox has got a bottom line. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Their cinnamon discs rock, though. Yeah. But, no, there is a, a website I actually have written for throughout the years from time to time. Uh, a guy out of uh, Columbus, Ohio... Mr. Frights at MrFrights.com, yeah. and he still, to this day, advocates Halloween 365, and I am totally down with that. I think Me plenty too. of people already do anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. The cool ones do. The exactly. cool ones. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I play the month of October. So, the month of October is my birthday month, and it's Halloween month, so I use that card. Hey, we're watching a horror movie tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see, the, mine usually falls over Labor Day. Yeah. At, or it's at least Labor Day weekend, so I'm like... Got to get it started. Peace out, bitches. I'm taking three days. <laughs> and it, it winds up, even if it's like on a, the following Wednesday, I don't give a shit. You know, I, I deserve it. I am yeah, not yeah. laboring on the day my mother was in labor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If anybody needed it off, then definitely. It was yeah, yeah. definitely her, especially yeah. since I was due August 20th oh. and made her wait another 12 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I made my mom wait, too. I don't wait, think how it was many, 12 days. How many but... days in August? Uh, my apologies. Caney High School, Caney Math. 13 days. <laughs> I was a week early. Overachiever. Yeah, I know. I was eager to get out here and get started, I oh, guess. There you oh, go. You've been trying to get back in ever since. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, with me, I'm like, ah, nah, world ain't ready for me. Nap time. You're going to put me to work. I'm going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. How about you, Matt? You got any uh, personal experiences with some crazy shit? Uh, I just, Possibly supernatural in origin? I just had a cold spot. Had a cold spot incident. 40-foot Twinkie? Yeah. <laughs> That's what a big Twinkie. Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? <laughs> uh la hunt yeah went out, went out and explored la hunt oh um the the car that i was driving at that time didn't have any ac um but we always had the the vent blowing you mm -hmm. know you had windows down vent blowing and uh came out of there and uh, hit a patch that just like got cold all of a sudden nah uh, yeah that's pretty much the extent of it there is something about that place yeah. Um, for those that aren't in this area that don't know what LaHunt is, it's like, was a town. There was, what, a cement factory there? Cement, yeah. Yeah, and it's abandoned. There's like the ruins of the town are still there um, on this hillside. And, uh, you know, it's overground, like nature is taking it back. But there's still the remnants of this town. There's a little graveyard out there. And it's 
it, it's got a creepy feel to it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't doesn't hurt that you know years and years of lore around yes, it, especially yeah. the graveyard. You know, mm-hmm. there's some witch's grave out there. You go yeah. around it. It's it's become its own stole. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 So it's. I don't know. I haven't been out there since it's been bought up and made private. But I haven't. I haven't been out there for. Are you guys familiar? Twenty years with the plantation down by Oswego. No, I guess not. I think it was down by Oswego. I, I it was in college, so you had to forgive me. That was like thirty years ago. Um, but there were a couple of people my second year at Coffeeville who were from Oswego, and they were telling us about it. It's one of those places where it it's exactly what it you know what the name says. It's a big overgrown former plantation. And you have to walk about half a mile from the road to get up to this thing. So you did then. And it was they were always talking about it. I'm like, well, let's go see it. You know, I I'm, I love places like that. I, you know, just at least you know, once. And we kind of walked around. I mean, the place was really overgrown and not really safe looking right. from a structural point of view at the time. So... You know, we didn't go anywhere near like inside or whatever, but we just kind of walked around the property and, and I'm like, I'll just, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'm like, okay, it's time to go. And that's, that's what I said to the little group. I was like, ah, time to go. And we're like, ah, oh, no, no, come on, it's fun. We can, you know, we can go back, get some beer and bring I'm like, whatever, but I'll be in a car. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll just go. And we take off walking back down the path, you know, this whole half mile trek back to the car. And just as we can get out of the clearing, you know, into the overgrowth and everything that we're heading back to, I turn back around and in one of the upstairs windows, I, I just look up there. And for just a couple of seconds, there's this dude up there waving, smiling down at me. I'm like, good call. Yeah. yeah. Walk nope. faster. I yeah, I think Craig's got a little medium in him. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm a channeler. I was always more like an extra small, I think. But <laughs> I'll take medium, I guess. Um, you know, we shot uh, we shot a video for Waiting Daylight at the Katie Hospital over in Parsons. Oh, and uh, you know, I they they do an annual haunted house, and they're doing it. Again. They're already open. They're doing it oh, again nice. this year. Uh-huh. Good for uh, them. Yeah. So, I mean, how cool is that to use a old hospital and yeah. turn it yeah. into a haunted house? But anyway, when we were in there, uh, Nisa, the singer, um, we were up in the, the fourth floor, and she went to, there's a, up there, you know, that's where you get the slanted ceilings, and it just, mm-hmm. everything is, is off up there, just based on design. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she walked into one room and she came right back out of it and she wouldn't go back into it. <laughs> she said there 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 was just something in there. Yeah. You know? There are certain places that just have a feel. Yeah. You yeah. just feel it. You feel that it's wrong. And I don't know that I have like any kind of like medium senses or anything because I'm not like Jennifer Love Hewitt, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, Ghost Whisperer, where I'm like, you know, having conversations with them. If I'm having a conversation, somebody sees me talking to something that's not there. It's all the voices in my head. It's all those personalities. I, it's not like I'm seeing dead That's people. That's what you think. Yeah. But when I walk into a place like that, like, um, well, like uh, Plantation, or like when I took a trip to Stull, uh, when I was researching Unholy Ground, uh, my 
uh, script, which is basically Tremors with Demons. Um, but it's based on partly on that legend up there, you know, that over one of the gates of hell, mm. right here in Kansas, of course. And there's things like that, I think, and like you said, you know, the hand I didn't see coming, but there's a place in Kincaid called Vanarchy that, and it was kind of like a manor, and it was a, it had a very brutal uh, story to it. Um, this couple, you know, thought we're very happy, but I don't remember for sure if the guy was cheating around on his wife or if she was just so paranoid she thought he was. But when he walked in the door one night, I, they had already broken up, got divorced, whatever. But she went back. She was hiding in the house, and he walked in. She threw acid on him. She shot him. um, And I think he, and then she shot herself, but he lived. And I can't remember if he crawled like somewhere for help or what happens, but it's a, it has a very brutal, you know, aura to it, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, places like that where I walk into it and I just say, you know, my neck twitches a little bit because like, this is just fucking wrong. I think it's more instinct. Than any with me, well, anyway. sure. Okay. Yeah, it's just because I don't know. I've I've been in different situations at different points in my life. You know, even doing uh, bar security. Sure, where you do it long enough, you can see something that's about to happen and get a heightened sense of awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when I walk and, uh, into bad situation places like that, it kind of kicks in i guess and i don't know tingling. you yeah. know the, there's such yeah. a small sliver of the electromagnetic spectrum that we can perceive mm-hmm. and there's could be fluctuations you know that maybe just unconsciously we can sense yeah. you know I, I i totally believe that that's a possibility because there are just certain times like you say you'll walk into a place and it doesn't feel right like you know you, the hair on your arms will stand up you get goosebumps or whatever and and you'll say like nope this is not there there is uh there's an abandoned sanitarium in veneta mm. and oh yeah i've heard of that yeah and i mean you just drive by it and you're like that looks ominous as fuck uh-huh. <laughs> you know there was a place in Tal- like totally down there was a yeah, place in Tahlequah yeah. like that too and yeah. i can't remember what it was but uh and my my daughter though swears like she will put her hand on a stack of Bibles and say, "That guy's fucking psychic," and it's just because, you know, I am. But no, <laughs> you could be. You know, but, you know, you know we're conditioned. What's on the card? Well, yeah, and, I mean, we're conditioned. Couple of wavy lines, or <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, is it a fish? Nope, it's yeah. just <laughs> not not your day. <laughs> yeah but yeah and it's just and whether you're coming to me as a father or as a friend or whatever you're through the years you've known me forever you know i hate giving advice but if you have a problem i'll listen and if i have a story that's relatable i'll tell you and i'll be like this is how i fucked up or this is how i did it right you know, so do what you will mm-hmm. with that. And like with her, she used to come to me, especially when, you know, like four or five years ago, she'd be like, well, you know, this. Like, well, if a boy says this, it means that. And then you probably did that. 
And then he would say this, and then she's like, how the fuck do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Reading the signs. Yeah. Reading the tea leaves. And like, you know, things that, you know, she would do that. And and that's finally, and it's not like I didn't trust her. She earned my trust the hard way. She still has it. And, you know, the fact that at 18 years old, she still asked permission to do most things. I am floored. That's awesome. And, you know, it's not like, I'm going to say no, but I'm like, you know, thanks for asking. But, you know, she has, now she'll just talk to me about anything because she knows I'm going to figure it out anyway. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you instill in them, there's nothing you can do or even think of that I haven't already gotten away with. Yeah. You got the dad sense. And unfortunately, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I put my mom through hell and those are just the times she knows about. But I, the one thing I've instilled in both my boys is if you're going to do something wrong, don't tell anybody else. <clears throat> the only way no. you're going to get get away with it is nobody else knows. Uh huh. <laughs> don't be a dumbass like me and like just say it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best way to keep a secret? Keep go it, to the library. Keep it to yourself. Go, yeah, to, the go library. to the library. Yeah. <laughs> Second best, tell one other person if you must, and there is no third best. And then yeah. ask Matt to reverse it in post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. What is library backwards? You're, you're, you're. Library. <laughs> Ear. Yarb. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there's an L in there somewhere. Build. Build. See, we just got we just got right back to uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yarb. 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 Uh, I don't know. Uh, when I moved to Cherryvale at age 13. Um, we lived in a two-story house. It's actually across the street, yeah. catty quarter from where I live now. Right. <laughs> but um, uh, They're still that, watching you, Yeah, they're still watching. They're still watching you. The upstairs of that house always had that feel, and that's, of course, where my bedroom was. Uh-huh. That's because heat rises. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, there's tons of times where i've had creepy feelings like there was someone else there when there wasn't you mm-hmm. know always yeah. there were two like really uh pronounced instances that i can remember one was it was just me upstairs i was the only one upstairs my parents were downstairs and the whole light was on they were in bed they were asleep like i saw them sleeping when i i came up you know i got in late it's like high school age come up uh and and I got in bed and I just like had this creepy feeling. I had that creepy feeling. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, that's weird." And then all of a sudden, the the hall light went out. It just turned off. Oh. I was like, "That's not fucking right at all." <laughs> and like in the morning, it's like there was a switch at the top of the stairs, a switch at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And um, like I flip, you know, <coughs> flip the switch on and it came on. In the morning, so it wasn't like it burnt out. I guess it's possible that my parents woke up and for some fucking reason, like, oh, you turned that at off. The bottom of the stairs, going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that would totally not be like uh, his mo, though. You know what I mean? But it's possible, so that could just be a coincidence. Well, yeah, and if you wake up to, we're sorry, Zach, will you play with us now? Yeah, <laughs> then you know. But there's another time where I walked in the house. I walked in the front door and you could see from this front door, you could see up the stairs and kind of like it 
went up and then there was a banister like uh like a guardrail along the hallway and mm-hmm. you could see that from the door and i heard like and i saw a figure run across i was like oh well i guess i guess my brother's home he's up there his room is up there too <laughs> there was no one i searched the whole house there was no one in the house mm-hmm. and there's no way they could have got down the stairs without me seeing them come down the stairs right and i was just like that's not fucking right <laughs> at all <laughs> Well, I, I saved at least as far as, you know, my stories that are coherent anyway, kind of the best for last has to deal with my own house uh, in Garnett. It was built back in like the early 50s family that owned the lumber yard there at the time built it. And I guess things were different than, I don't know, I wasn't alive in the 50s that I can remember, but <laughs> um, the upstairs was for like entertaining only. You know, plastic on the furniture, it just wasn't used. Downstairs is where you lived so that the upstairs didn't get dirty. Right. That kind of shit. So, you know, when I moved in there with her, there was uh, this big lead-filled fridge downstairs, a big four-piece cooking stove and a sink and all this kind of shit. No bathroom, of course. Apparently, that's one thing upstairs you can still get dirty. But (laughs) uh, my wife finally wound up doing research on it. To find out because a certain time of year, uh, I think it's usually <coughs> not so much around this time of year, but uh, end of summer, start of fall, and then sometimes the start of spring, uh, there'll be noises up in the uh, up in the attic. You know, the, it's not squirrels. It's tight as a drum up there. This much I know. I've been up there enough times. Uh, and there's shit that... Like, I put this koozie right here. I go to the bathroom. I come back five minutes later. That koozie is not there. I am the only one in the house. Yeah. And I look all over the place. I think maybe one of her fucking cats knocked it off, you know, I was in the corner chewing on it. No, it's not. And basically, you know, sometimes it takes minutes. Sometimes it takes days. But if you think about it, all you have to do is say, come on, Edna, let me have it back, please. You walk back to where it was. I'll be goddamn. There it is. Whoa. And the lady's name, I guess, was Edna. Because my wife looked that up. as She went in, so we put a name with it. And when shit starts disappearing, and sometimes I will, you know, I'll say, ask Edna. That's our thing twice a year. She's like, oh, God damn it, where's my keys? Ask Edna. She's like, that shit's not going to work. <coughs> they were right there on the table. They're not on the table. Ask Edna. You know, I'll go downstairs, do something, come back up a few minutes later. <coughs> hey, I found your keys right there on the table. You know, wow. just shit like that. But I guess we also get travelers, little visitors uh, from time to time. As the one that sticks out the most with me is when and my youngest hadn't even been born yet. Allie was just a baby. And I was working in Kansas City a lot. I wasn't home that often. But there was just one day, it was like a Wednesday, something just, I kind of got this, eh, something ain't right. So I'm like, you know what? I've worked a lot. I'm taking an early day. And I, I, you know, I left, I came home. And I guess when I got home, her and baby, Rochelle and baby Allie were sitting out on the front porch and they'd been there for like 30 minutes. She's like, thank God I was trying to call you. I wanted you to come home because, oh my God, I haven't been in back in the house since. She heard, it was around that time of year, she heard a noise in the attic. She's like, 
Maybe one of the cats is up there. Opens the door, takes the first step up, and she says, this cold wind blew past me, and I heard, like, heard. (sighs) She said, I grabbed the baby, I came outside, and I have not been in there since, and I don't plan on going back. That's a lot better than... Oh. That's a lot better than a... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I went up there. I didn't feel cold. Yeah, so whatever I guess it was had gone on. But, you know, there was, <laughs> you know, at least there was Come nothing up at the top chairs of are, Chairs are stacked on the table in a yeah, funky no, way. There weren't any flies, you know, collected up there. There wasn't anything at the top of the stairs going <laughs> at me. So. <laughs> this house. <laughs> no, it's not. Step into the light. Steven, stay <laughs> away from the light. <laughs> the other thing in that movie that freaked me out was the little, the, the not little, but the, it's like a white kind of monster thing with like stilty kind of legs. It's like at the top of the stairs, it's like, oh. Right, right. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <coughs> I I have to ask this before I forget. Um, it, with with me, uh, horror movies, I, I refuse to pick a favorite. Yeah, I, there, I there's can't about really. much like my same as with my children. I I will not pick a favorite. I love all forty forty five of them equally. <laughs> at, at least, at least. But you know, there there's a top, the ones you know about. There's kind of a top three. You know that that your top five or top fifty, you know what mm. that you just love, but off the top of your head, if you had to name like three, we'll go with an odd number for once. Horror movies from the very beginning up till now that you just love that just influence you creatively, or you just get a shit kick out of watching. Yeah, um, Exorcist. Uh, not from a comedic point of view. Not from a comedic point okay. of view. These, these are all genuine horror. Uh, I, I, you know, we could go subgenres oh, all yeah. day long. Uh, uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. Um, probably Salem's Lot. Seventy nine version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's just there's something that sticks with me always about those kids floating outside that window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny, let me in, let me in. Yeah, it, it was. I guess it's kind of like a yeah, kind of like a if you could have three Blu-rays on a deserted island, what would they be? Kind of question, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's a tough one. I is yeah, it's horribly tough. But those are the three that pop out right off the top. How about you? Yeah, um, I think Poltergeist has to be there for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, that really stood out in my childhood as one that I watched a lot and gave me a creepy feeling, but I always like kept coming back to it, you know? Yeah. Um, shoot. (coughs) Maybe event horizon just because of, like I said, just that was one of the rare times where I went to the movies to see a horror movie and, uh, I I really liked the uh, 
the sci-fi-ness of it, yeah. you know, and just like the, the concept of a black hole being a portal to hell. Yeah. Like, it's it, just fucking cool to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how they, yeah. What they, they, I forget what they call it, but they, you know, you flip it on, flip it over on itself and cut straight through. Right. You know, it's like say, fold space. It's kind of yeah, like Dune again. It's like, yeah. that's what they, yeah. what the guild navigators did in Dune. And yeah. See, I could easily um, interchange those two with. You yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, those two, the, the third. I definitely one? go for stuff like that over the slasher stuff. Yeah, but, and then yeah. J- just again for the nostalgic factor of it, probably the original uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's- if I got to pick a Nightmare on Elm Street, it's Dream Warriors. Yeah, Dream yeah. Warriors is. Yeah. Warriors. Now I love Dream Warriors. Yeah, best soundtrack. Yeah. It's I love the time, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love awesome. the idea of of uh, that being able to upgrade yourself in your dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, truthfully, though, the first one was probably the scariest. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp being eaten by his fucking bed. Yeah, and having at least six bodies worth of blood. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and But, I mean, right off the bat, when, when he kills Tina and she's rolling all over the fucking ceiling and shit, I yes. was just fucking crazy. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, he, like the wall like bulges out. with Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I think the second one is highly underrated. It is. Because it's really creepy. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't really seem <clears throat> to fit with the others. It's the campy ending, I think. Well, that yeah. just kind of comes out of nowhere. I didn't realize this was a whole thing, and and I haven't watched it in years. So if I watch it again, I'm sure. But it's apparently very popular in the gay scene. What the second one? The, the second, second one? Oh, really? Because there's a whole lot of homoerotic. Oh, really? Overtones to that movie. Like, so I'm like, like Jeepers Creepers too. Well. Yeah. I think these are a little more in your face. I mean, they're talking about how the, you know, the, the main protagonist is, <coughs> is I, I don't. I need to watch yeah, it again. It's yeah. been too long yeah, for me. I do too. Apparently I, I don't remember that. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, you know, as I'd, a kid, I didn't either, but they started talking about it and giving me some details and, and I'm like, yeah, and you watch oh, it now. Shit, it's like, no, I need to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like, Oh, why didn't I see that? Because you're yeah. young, impressionable. Oh yeah, I think I was fifteen, maybe. I think when that came out, and I, I think I mentioned one earlier. See, and it's because of that movie that you're not a homophobe. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That, that all right? There that you go. That saved us all. Well, that plus I have some gay relatives. Yeah, yeah, but but we'll go with Freddie too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert, England, it actually makes more man. sense. Thank you, Robert England. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I might have mentioned this like in passing earlier, but one of the creepiest movies to me in the last 40 years that I just love and I will watch over and over, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, and still get weirded out is Mimic. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with actual story. Yeah. I mean, there is a plot to this movie. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of, ah, oh, why did that one have to die? You know, and one of, uh, let's see, I wouldn't call it a transition, but it's kind of like after child star status, 
trying to make it as an adult actor, uh, Josh Brolin role. And uh-huh. loved loved him in that. Yeah. Of course, loved him in everything from the Goonies to the Avengers. Right. But it's just so well made and so claustrophobic in a way. And like I've only been like on a subway maybe twice. And I certainly have not been down to the original under that level where yeah. the trains were running in the old days. And I can only imagine. And, you know, starts out as, what, a cockroach plague? and mm-hmm. just, Yeah. And that and came out this, either the same year or within a year of each other as The Relic. Right. By far, Tom Sizemore's best movie. He, you know, everything and, pre-arrest... Yeah, he, he was good. He, he was, was. He was yeah. really good actor. He, he was, was fucking great. Fucking true romance. Yeah, you know, um, Saving Private Ryan. He was great. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, not I, Michael I like Madsen, it. but then again, he's still good in his own right. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it, but, Michael Madsen is going to play Michael Madsen. Yeah, you know. So and Tom it, Sizemore is going to try to play Michael Madsen. Y- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just uh, you got to give got to give him the role yeah and, it, and it's funny too that you say that because uh there there are some tarantino connections between michael madsen and reservoir dogs mm-hmm. and then uh tom sizemore and national born killers mm-hmm. with with his parole officer yeah reservoir dogs yeah and then the whole uh michael madsen and travolta connection yeah yeah then you know it's it see that was putting universes together long before marvel Mm -hmm. it just never got to expand on it well marvel had been doing it forever they just haven't been able to do it on film yeah that's true yeah but uh (coughs) talking about claustrophobic we didn't even touch on this and god it's a wonderful movie the descent oh yeah I've never watched that. Oh my god, dude! You need to watch Is it. Is that pretty badass? Yeah, I, yeah, took, I it's made. I made badass. Really, I made Brooke go to the theater with me. She threw her arm out. <laughs> she jumped so hard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. She hates I'll have me to do for that. It to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was at a time when Neil Marshall could do no <laughs> right. wrong. And that it's was, kind that of a sad post, thing, uh, man. Post Dog Soldiers. That was yeah. right after Dog Soldiers. Post Dog Soldiers. Yeah, and. And by the, was by really the time good. he got to Doomsday, I loved it. But I guess the rest of the world wasn't ready for a female Snake Plissken with a Road Warrior conclusion. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. My I family what... loves it, but it just didn't do any box office. Mm. So what the fuck happened with Hellboy? <laughs> I mean, everything was lined up. <clears throat> you had David Harbour to play Hellboy, which Dave, he did a great job. David Harbour did the best he could with what he had. And and Neil Marshall to direct it, and yeah. it, it it is a and flopping pile, steaming pile it, of shit. It's just one big clusterfuck. Are you talking about the newest one? Yeah, the newest one. And that is one of those that we were talking about earlier. That I will watch, and I will watch, and I will watch until someday, fucking pray to God that I actually love it. There are little <laughs> things in there that are really good, and David Harbour was a great Ron Perlman replacement. Yes, he was. He, David he, Harbour's a great actor, period. Yeah, he could totally take over, and I'd have zero problem with it. Yeah, and I and thought Ron Perlman was perfect. He was, mm-hmm. but Neil Marshall is a genius, I think. Not with that movie. Not with that movie. He, he fucked a football on that one. Yeah, he did. Handed it over to Tom Brady after it was a little flat. Yeah, oh, my hair. Yeah. It was bad. Oh. 
And I hate to say it, I really hate to, because I know you love her, but the yeah. biggest problem with that was Mila. Really? Yeah. Mila yeah. was not... She was terrible. Not cast mm. in the right role. She was terrible. Either that or she was just told to Shatner the shit out of it. Something, yeah. It was, <laughs> and, it was bad. But like, uh, the, but like the Baba Yaga? Yeah. That was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. Well, and, and the, the English you know, version with the fucking trolls and shit... It was cool. There were concepts that were awesome. And the movie itself is a big, giant fucking shark turd. Yeah. And I, like I said, I will watch it. Rochelle refuses to watch it because she loves Ron Perlman and, and yeah, those yeah, two movies. Yeah. Just out of principle. But I'm like, dude, it's the chief. <clears throat> and she's like, you know, maybe someday. And I think, well, maybe she actually did try to watch it. And and gave up on it, yeah. but I I'm Blu-raying it. Is some somewhere out there? There's got to be Neil's version. I think that I was a so. studio clusterfuck. I hope so. I've, I've watched it three times now, and like you say, I'm trying to. I'm yeah. trying to like it. And there are things to like about it, but Dude, overall, it was. I terrible. I have eight or nine times under my belt, yeah. and. I, mean, I, I think Ian around McShane number. Ian McShane was a good cast. Ian McShane is all he, of it was. He's genius in anything. It's just so bad. But it's yeah. At, or I think maybe around viewing number five or six, it might have been the Scotch. But like, okay, I can deal with this. I can deal with this. And then I watched it again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It really is Mila. <clears throat> that it, could be. That could be it. I mean, that's really depressing. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you take the last few Resident Evils. I mean, she kind of phoning that shit. In. Yeah, I agree. You know, weren't her and Paul W S like divorced by then, or are they still together? I think they're still together. Uh, kind of like Lynn Wiseman and Kate Beckinsale. That's why it, once yeah. I guess they split up. That was the end of the Underworld movies, and I'm like, God damn it! I was yeah. I was really starting to like them. But I know, I like they, the Underworld movies too. Yeah. They, they did give us that's the, another werewolf yeah thing. yeah they, they did they did good on that, that. Those, yeah. those two did give us the remake of total recall and it was good enough for jessica beale and kate beckinsale going after it yeah that was fucking incredible <laughs> i never that, kate that beckinsale was is the hottest hottie to ever yeah call it colin yeah. farrell hot, is, hot. is arnold yeah i jessica beale is easily a number two <clears throat> yeah. She's up there. Everybody was always like, ah, is, it, "Is it Beale or Alba?" I always go Beale. She's, yeah, she's the girl next door. Texas Chainsaw remake. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stealth. stealth, stealth, yeah, yeah. Stealth under the waterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made me want to be <laughs> a time. pilot. You guys are you guys Star Trek fans at all? Yeah. You know that uh, Next Generation episode. I always get it wrong. It's like. Uh, like Darmic when the walls fell. It's like that people communicate like in in these fucking like historical thing. I don't know. I'm butchering it. I'm so butchering it. But it just made me think of that. It's like it's like Alba under the waterfall. And yeah. it's like you know exactly what he means, this concept. And it's like there was this there was this whole planet of people that talked like that. They didn't say words, they just said like a historical concept and it's like, oh yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but uh. But going back to Beckinsale, if she's in it, I will watch that movie. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a turd and never watch it again, I will right. watch it Van once. Helsing. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch that one over again because uh, she's yeah. sweet in there. I, I have seen it a few times. And it, but like, like Stonehurst Asylum. <coughs> I don't know if I've seen There's that. some random yeah. Netflix 
semi-horror movie. See, oh, Van okay. Helsing to me was when I finally looked at Stephen Summers, someone who I had admired for 15 years. I I looked at him and I said, okay, you're done. Was, yeah. was Van Helsing before or after G.I. Joe? Cut off. Uh, that was before. Before. Okay. Well, but, that, that really amped up my fear uh-huh. because I remember when he was attached to G.I. Joe. Okay, G.I. Joe was my youth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it started right. with with Star Wars, but I was just old enough, or was just young enough to kind of really jump into Star Wars Empire era, yeah, you know, Return of the Jedi, right? So my formative years was like when GI Joe was big, right? Yeah. GI yeah. Joe and like Masters of yeah. the Universe, real yeah. American hero, yeah. And so I was just thrilled when they announced a movie, and Stephen Summers was attached to direct, and I went, the guy from the Mummy. Which would have been, I see, I from Deep Rising to the Mummy movies, I was behind him all the way because I loved those. They were a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was a throw. The, especially, that's not what I wanted for G.I. Joe. But no, that, that's that not what you thing. want for yeah. G.I. Joe. And I was behind him all the way, and Van Helsing came out, and I'm like, oh, that hurt. And, and I mean, I, he... It was it was more casting than anything. I think Hugh Jackman was terrible, and the the guy playing Dracula was fucking so super bad. Hammy. Yeah, yeah, he was super hammy. And he was butt awful. The uh, digital effects, oh, like yeah. the CGI in that, was yeah. just like real fakey looking. You know, you know, but you know what? That movie's still a guilty pleasure. I'll fucking watch it. I can't. Yeah. Michelle loves it, just like she I loves do, Black I do Brothers not love Grimm. It, but. She'll yeah. watch that shit over and we'll over throw too. It on. It's like it's like the poor and, man's uh, uh, what, underworld kind yeah. of yeah. like and, that well, feel. And, but, and like the guy playing Frankenstein's monster. He's like, yeah, yeah. Are you on fucking stage? He's like, hey! <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do Peter Boyle. Only Peter Boyle can do Peter Boyle. But who knows? <laughs> no, and I am the, one of the biggest as far as suspension of disbelief. I will. I will throw everything out the window and it's like, I know this is just a good time movie. I don't give a yeah. shit if you're bulletproof, you know, if you, if you snake Pliskin's revolver fires 80 shots on top of the world trade center, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if I'm in the moment and I'm loving it. I can look past all of that shit with Van Helsing. My Achilles heel, my kryptonite was that fucking crossbow Tommy gun. That's <laughs> what killed yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what killed Pretty it for bad. me. <laughs> or, you know, oh, I'm not a monk. I'm just a friar. Let's bang. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I even my first draft of Unholy Ground had a crossbow, uh, like a street sweeper, you know, like the little yeah, yeah. clip with the little arrows. And Zombie Dave, who co-wrote it with me, when we were reading that, he's like, that's fucking cool. Those things exist. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I said, that's just my little stab at Van Helsing. He's like, oh, that was god awful. Yeah. Let's not do that. I'm like, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you know, no. Kate Beckinsale can drag me back into that movie anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And, but a fucking Tommy gun crossbow in the 1700s will take me right back out. I guess apparently that's where I draw the line of all goddamn things. 
I tell you what, guys. Jason in space, but you know. yeah, Jason in space. That's fine. Snake Plissken never reloading the three fifty seven. Shoots one hundred and forty seven bad guys on his way up the tower. I don't give a fuck. He's a badass. That shit happens. You know, did I fire five shots or one hundred and twelve? Do you feel lucky, bitch? You know, all with the eye patch. I'm fine with it. Give me a crossbow Tommy gun back in the medieval Dracula times, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, but as soon as Pliskin starts playing base basketball, I'm out. <laughs> we won't discuss that or the car surfing. <laughs> well, guys, we're about almost three hours and five minutes in. <laughs> Here we go again. Oh, my God. So I tell you what. I'm so sorry, we... all you wonderful listeners out there. No, it's great, man. <laughs> it's it just means you have to come back. Oh, yeah. There's always more to talk about. <laughs> oh, outstanding. <laughs> so I think we'll call it call it a night for tonight. Happy oh. Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thank you guys so much for having me back for your season finale. And Heck yeah. on my favorite night of the year. I'm sorry, honey, my anniversary. My second, <laughs> second favorite, favorite night, night of the year. <laughs> so say we all. Yes. But it is a wonderful time and I am very proud to hold the attendance record for off the edge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, you may we'll have definitely the mileage ha- record, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. We'll, right. we'll definitely have you back next season. We'll um, Bring try you in to... as a uh, guest moderator. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we need it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but I think we uh, will uh, kind of um, start brainstorming maybe some uh, new ways that we can take this podcast and uh, we welcome input if you're out there listening and want to message us yeah, uh, feel free to do that on social media we uh, we, we started this with uh, you know the two of us uh, occasionally Quentin and uh, the band as it goes we, uh, we yeah and uh, Daryl Daryl has been in on several of the podcasts so uh, we need to do a little rebranding retooling and come back Bigger and better than ever. Yeah, and and you know, be on the lookout. We might throw out some uh, bonus stuff before the before the end of the year reaches us. I think there's, if we can swing it. So there's probably some. I wouldn't call them outtakes, but like best of. Yeah, yeah. every yeah. everything needs a greatest hits package. Yeah, yeah, the best of off the edge stupid shit. I always you thought know. it'd be the coolest thing to have a band and have your first album be called Greatest Hits. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you say something? Yeah, I know. I should have. Yeah. yeah. It's a little late now. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. too late. Anyway. <laughs> Second album. <laughs> Greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely appreciate everyone that's stuck with us in this uh, this first uh, year of trying to figure out how to do this. Appreciate you, um, Craig, for sticking with us and coming back time and time again. Thank you. And not to cut, uh, not to interrupt you, but I just yeah, want to no, say this. I I am not just uh, the most frequent guest or that drives the furthest. I am also a huge fan of this podcast. I have seen every single episode, and I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, you're very welcome. And it's always an wow. honor to be on here. I have the best time with you guys. Those are hours and hours of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, try living with me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, no. Ro. <laughs> <laughs> So if you enjoy what you're uh, hearing here, please do subscribe, um, get notifications for new episodes on whatever platform you're using. Uh, go ahead and review us if you'd like. Uh, give us some five stars. We won't mind that. Um, let us know what you're thinking on social media. You can find us uh, at Edge Over Edge, all one word. 
because um, that's a band. Check out our music on Spotify too. Yeah. Hell, do all that stuff. Yeah, and oh. please, please reach out to us if you got ideas, you got stuff you want us to cover, anything. Yeah. You know, like I say, we want to uh, come back bigger and better than ever. So, um, it starts with you guys. You listen. So. Yeah. So we appreciate you all. Thank you very much. We'll be back bigger, better, stronger, harder, uh, harder, harder. All right. We'll leave it at that, everybody. Have a great one. 